Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available... On digital, Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What is up, Gypsy Gang? We are back. This has been a long time coming, unfortunately, uh, but it's for a good reason. Uh, we have been busy. We just moved down into Burley, and this is like where the permanent home of the podcast is going to be for the foreseeable future. I need to read out the ads as I do each and every week, um, and we have a new sponsor on board for the show this week but every time a new advertiser comes on i really want to reiterate the fact that i'm just not trying to sell this shit out i really want to believe i want you guys basically it's like i want you guys to buy what we're advertising because it is good essentially like that's really the long and the short of it this company that is on board with us now is a company by the name of ridge wallet and it's a really cool story. Uh, the guys reached out and they said, oh, have you heard of this company? I was like, actually, I had one of your wallets in the US, but I fucking lost it. And I was devoted and I just, I never ended up getting another one, but I really liked it. It's a minimalist wallet. Um, we've posted some photos to our Instagram. Uh, it's a minimalist wallet and it's got the uh, RFID um, protection so people can't like scan your cards. Uh, it's made out of either titanium or carbon fiber. Basically, your cards go in, it expands out um, as your cards go in. And the wallet is basically the size of a business card. It's just the thickness uh, changes as you put more cards inside. Because let's be honest, with when it comes to a wallet, like receipts should be given to your tax folder, like whatever folder you've got. Let there's no reason you should like put a receipt in a wallet and just let it sit there, and then you end up with this ridiculously fat wallet of receipts. And I'm guilty of it until I got my new Ridge wallet the other day. Like that's what I did, and I went through my wallet. And I took out like three cards and a little bit of cash and that's it. I'm like, dude, this is ridiculous for this weight that I've been carrying around. You just don't need all that shit. And you especially don't need to be holding onto receipts for months and months like I do. And I know everyone does it. Uh, so with the Ridge wallet, super minimalist, uh, it's this, it's literally the outline of a credit card but it's just a little bit thicker. Um, I've got the titanium version, uh, which you'll see on our Gypsy Tales Instagram at Gypsy Tales Podcast. 
Um, and yeah, it's, it's really cool to have one of those again. So it, would, it was really cool when the guys reached out and, and were like, have you heard of this? And I was like, man, I love that product. A bit of background, they were started as a father-son company funded by Kickstarter uh, and now they're killing it. But it's just because every now and again, a couple dudes have a really good idea that solves a problem that you didn't know you had. So yeah, as, uh, as a favor, as a gift, make this whole process a little bit easier. Uh, you can get free worldwide shipping and you can also get 10% off uh, by going to ridgewallet.com slash gong and use the code gong as always. Uh, and you can get, yeah, that free worldwide shipping and 10% off. The next ad is to the homies at Nobby. Uh, I am going to Thailand, uh, sorry, Vietnam tomorrow, uh, like I alluded to at the start of this. I'm going for 10 days and I'm taking 10 Nobbies with me. That is 10 months uh, of your subscription. I'm going to have fresh duds every time I swing a leg over that damn motorcycle because uh, we're riding from the top of Vietnam to the bottom or the bottom to the top, whatever. That, it's like the top year tour. Uh, so we're doing that. I'll have my girlfriend on the back. Uh, she will probably be in Nobbies as well. I'd say there's actually a very, very good chance she will be in Nobbies the entire time too. Um, but yeah, besides the point, you can go and join the Nobby Nation at nobbyunderwear.com.au. 20 bucks a month gets you a fresh pair of deadly duds. Um, and yeah, this has been a partnership that has been really, really good for us. And it has also been really good for a lot of the gypsy gang. A lot of you have subscribed and I get a lot of feedback. I get constant feedback, uh, through Instagram about how good the undies are, how pumped they are. Again, I'm not out here trying to sling shit. Uh, it just, uh, just suck. It'd suck. I'd hate to be here and just be bullshitting. And then people be like, dude, fucking underwear is shit. Why'd you sell me this shit? Uh, but that's not the case. Literally, I don't get that. And it feels good because I just, yeah, I don't want to be doing that. I don't want to be selling garbage. My guest today is my friend, Jake Anderson. Uh, I met Jake through... Uh, some friends at Author. He helps uh, run that company with my man, Nick. Uh, and he wants to start his own podcast, which I fully, fully support. He's a guy that's had a crazy, crazy life. Uh, he's been an MMA fighter. He has been a commentator. He writes these insanely good movie reviews. Uh, he writes blogs. He writes all these different articles. Hyper-intelligent guy. Uh, but he's also struggled with anxiety and depression in a really severe form for, I think he said about 12 years. Uh, so this is a heavy one. Um, but I wanted to get Jake on here because he is, I get so many messages from people because mental health has come up on the podcast a lot. Um, we've talked to guys like Brad Smiley about it, Sam Webb from Living, Robbie Madison was super open about his personal struggles. And because of that, it seems like people have come to me for information or advice and I'll be the first person to admit it I don't feel qualified to like help people and I don't know whether I'm saying the right or the wrong things and it puts me in a weird spot where 
I don't feel like I know how to help, even though some people have asked for it. Um, so, I mean, and it, it makes it tough. Like it makes me like sort of, I shut down a little bit and I'm like, I just don't want to give advice and like risk giving the wrong advice to people. So I thought that I'd invite Jake on the podcast to talk about his experiences and I wanted to learn from him. Um, I shared some of my own experiences, which I haven't really shared with that many people before. Um, but I think it's important. I think it, it was a, it was a really good podcast. Like I really, really enjoyed it. I think it's one of the better ones we've done. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to go, I guess like give people some context on that because like, yeah, I get it. I get messages and I, and I, I'm fu- I've probably not replied to people. I know I've not replied to people because I just didn't feel like I knew the right thing to say. So I want to be honest about that. I want to be honest that I have my own stuff that I struggle with. And when you struggle with your own insecurities or your own demons or your own mental health things, you don't really feel like... I don't feel like I'm some guru that like should be out here like giving advice to people. That's not what I'm, that's not what I think I am. I don't think I have any of these answers. Um, but a guy like Jake that's been through so much and he's, he's open about the way that he's been through therapy and stuff like that. Um, he does know, he knows more than me. So I brought him on to try and learn from him and to really, I guess, just introduce him to this podcast world. I know he's going to start one of his own. I'm hyped for it. I want to listen to it. Um, but yeah, this was a rad chat. Uh, we get off topic, we deviate, which I guess always happens. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone learns from, from this. Um, I hope it's of some help to, to people out there. It, it helped me, uh, understand some things some more. Um, and I really enjoyed it and I'm excited to have him back on at some point. So, um, everybody enjoy Jake Anderson. But I also don't want to just br- like come across like I'm brushing people. Yeah, that's it. But it's a fucking fine line between like... It's a very fine line, man. I'm not an expert. Especially if you put up a wall immediately to someone like that, somebody who's reaching out. You might be the only person they've reached out to. Mm. So if you put up a wall or something like that, they might go, I'm not going to reach out to anyone again. Yeah. Because if you say, look, I'm not a professional... Like oh, I can't really comment, sort of thing, and whatnot. Trying to trying to save your own ass, talking to someone who's reaching out to you, they might be like, "I'm not going to reach out to someone else again because I got this wall put yeah. up in front of me." So, it is a tough one, man. Like in that sort of instance, if somebody asks me about mental health and struggles and whatnot, because as we were saying before, I've I've dealt with shit like this since I was so young, man. Like so fucking young, and it's only recently since I've been back at a psychologist. Um, that I'm really happy with that we were able to get into a lot of this shit. But if someone comes out to you and they reach out to you, it's a good thing. Even though you're not a professional, you don't have the credentials or whatnot to be able to fix them. What they're doing is they're, they're asking for help, which is the hardest part for them to do. So you can't just shut them down. You can't tell them, look, I'm not a professional, I can't help you sort of thing. Best thing to do is just to listen to their grievances, mm. ask them what's going on, always ask questions, don't tell. Um, so when somebody is opening up to you, it's, it's a beautiful moment for positivity in that you can take that you can direct it Mm. and then gradually as the convo goes on like you ask more questions of the person that get them to divulge they might learn more about themselves as they divulge some of this information to Mm. you and then you can sort of say beautiful i think to take this a step further 
like see a professional do this and do that mm. and whatnot I, i'm paying a fortune right now to see someone um best way to do it is bi-weekly so you you have time to digest sort of what they're giving you mm. but at the same time it's not a monetary constraint as well yeah so it is and that's one of the that's one of the reasons a lot of people don't do it they're like oh it's a fortune and whatnot but yeah once you take that step once you talk to a professional man it makes fucking worlds of difference yeah worlds of difference especially with anxiety and depression um like i said it's been it's been a real recurring thing for me and especially about recently when i've only just been like properly properly diagnosed with um my anxiety issues um and the depression that goes with it is that mine dates back and i had to go right 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 back to find find the cause i've been to other psychologists sort of thing and they just want to fix it they're like do this breathing technique yeah, you're yeah. feeling this way and it, it really helped yeah it really it really really helped um so what they're doing is do this breathing technique to fix it yeah like fix how you are in like this moment it's not, not the not root a, yeah. yeah it's not the root of the tree so you're getting this foul fruit coming off the tree and they're, they're just sort of like this is how we deal with this but the root of it and this is we can get into me i'm gonna it's, it's gonna get a bit deep and it's a it's my own personal sort of journey with it especially now that i'm a full-grown man with my own son but I made, the, I made the mistake of bringing up my old boy to the psychologist uh. and I saw her go, hmm. And I've immediately gone, oh, what sort of thing? So she's dug really deep with me. And like I said before, it was breathing techniques, all this other bullshit, whatnot. I'm thinking I'm just defective. Yeah. Something's gone on in my head. Some wires are snapped. I'm a pretty out there sort of guy. So I'm just like, look, my wires are fucked up. And I'm, I'm okay with that. I, got, I, I was okay with that a long time ago. But since becoming a dad and whatnot, gone back to the psychologist, her eyes have lit up as soon as the old boy comes up. And we really, really got into it. And I was not fucking ready. I was not fucking ready for really? her to just dig that shovel in sort of thing and just start throwing soil in the air. So, so we get into it and talk about the old boy. And for the, the purposes of this story, I'm not going to Tarantino it and go backwards and forwards in time and whatnot. At a very, very young age, the old boy was in the age of fuck all security cameras nobody had camera phones shit like that in the 90s he was like a security guard slash bouncer uh -huh. and he'd come home and you'd hear stories about the old boy with his temper and he'd um some guy would be lippy and pissed off his head playing the pokies and he wouldn't get out and the old boy would have to kick him out because he's full-blown pissed off his fucking head and the old boy with a smile on his face would come yeah i bashed his head into the pokey machine and dragged him out and da 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 and stuff and we'd be like oh fuck and how old sort of thing. that been? was i would have been four five six something like that and that, that became the normal thing dad gets home from work sort of thing and um, other stories and sometimes like I remember once a guy came around our place I don't know if something that, that someone that he bounced or kicked out or whatnot and this guy shows up to our house and I got three brothers it's my brothers and me and mum in the house and whatnot and next thing I know dad's in the front yard pulls an oar out of the boat and he's flogging this guy with the oar in the boat man and I'm just like this, uh, this was just like normal and I never picked up on any of this until this psychologist lady was getting getting into it and stuff like that. So this was kind of, this was kind of what, yeah, like you said, it was, it was the norm and this is what was going on. So from there, I remember growing up a bit more and being a teenager and stuff like that. And my brother, he's a, he's a smart ass, kind of like me. Um, he's a bit of a ladies man. Um, he, he's the older one. So there's two middle brothers. I'm, I'm the lesser of the middle brothers and he's the older one. He gets into it with his kid at school. And they're back and forth and whatnot. You know what it's like at school. You can't be the one to back down and whatnot. Yeah. And it escalates and escalates and escalates until there's a fight organised uh, in the, the, the schoolyard of the local primary school sort of thing. And dad gets wind of it. And you, know, like, you sort of think dad's going to be like, well, what bloody, what are you doing? Like, can't you work this out sort of thing? 
dad marches me and my brother down there, a whole bunch of kids there waiting for them to fight and a 30-something-year-old man cheering his son on to beat the fuck out of this other little kid, man. And That's this is no. just like, this was just more of it sort of thing. My dad's like yelling corner advice at him, man. <laughs> fucking this and fucking that and don't you fucking da 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 um, sort of thing. And I'm, I'm shaking, man, and I'm like, holy fuck, man. But this was, this was the, the sort of the norm that it got to and whatnot. And as we got older and through our teens and stuff like that, me... Um, and my three brothers, we flogged the fuck out of each other, man. Flogged the fuck out of each other. And dad was never there. Mum ended up having to work because um, you can only do so much. Four kids. Nan would look after us when she could and whatnot. But man, we kicked the shit out of each other. And I remember one time, I, I never wanted to and I never did. And I'd watch wrestling and stuff like that. And that mm. was my, I knew it was fake. And that was my sort of association for so long that I never wanted to fight. And I'd get real nervous around that sort of shit because... It was always a consequence, mm. like like wait till your dad gets home and shit like that. So I, I never never really wanted to engage in it. And my older brothers would kick the fuck out of me and stuff like that. And you sort of just take your lickings. And I, like I said before, it was sort of the norm. I remember beating the fuck out of my little brother so bad one day. This was the, like one of the times where I was just like, I just don't want to do this anymore. I had him pinned down on the trampoline by his throat and I'm just punching him. I'm just ramming my hand into his head sort of thing. And I just like had this moment and I stopped and I look up and the old boy's just watching me and didn't say shit, man, didn't say shit and just went back into the garage and I was just like, there's something... Weird about that. There's something weird about this, man. Like, even watching TV and seeing a family, it's like, that's what a family's like, man. They don't mm. fucking hold each other down and hit each other. But um, anyway, building on from that, this is sort of where a lot of my... where my mental health really started to deteriorate is... One day, the little brother, he's riding his dirt bike. It's a rural sort of town. And on the side of the road, there's yeah, no... so where did you grow up? Uh, Coffs Harbour-ish. Yeah, okay. Like sort of on the outskirts of, of Coffs Harbour. That's where my parents wanted to retire. We grew up... I grew up personally like in the south of Sydney and Wollongong sort of area sort of thing. So real, yeah, yeah, real yeah. ethnically diverse um, sort of place. But we moved to Coffs Harbour. And... Um, one day, little brother's riding his dirt bike um, on the side of the road, which is super common down there. Like up here, mm, you ride your dirt bike then, on the side yeah. of the road. Fuck oath, man. Fuck oath. I, I think I'm like, at this point though, this is, this is fast forwarding a fair bit because otherwise we're going to be here all day. He's maybe 14, 15 or something like that. I might be closer to 20 at this point. And I've been doing like, I've been partying and doing tons of drugs and stuff like that. I was always a, a intellectually a bit gifted as a kid but sort of I was never really reaching my full potential because of just all the negative reinforcement yeah. and whatnot but that's a whole different kettle of fish that we worked out with a psychologist but young fella riding his bike side of the road these two dudes swerve at him and my little brother does the little fucking he does the Anderson fucking fuck you sort of thing puts his finger up at him these two dudes grown men slam the brakes on pull the bonnet of the car in front of him so if he doesn't slam the brakes on and yeah, sort of like jam it he's going to go over the bonnet sort of thing shit. yeah exactly so these two blokes get out they've been smoking weed all day drinking and stuff like that driving they've been up the beach fishing and stuff like that they they beat the fuck out of him they fracture his orbital um he rides his dirt bike home he couldn't actually fit his helmet on properly to ride home because his eyes started swelling say, up do an orbital they swell up yeah so much, yeah so he's, he's cycloptic by the time he gets home sort of thing i'm downstairs in my room i don't know what i'm doing um dad's upstairs i hear all this commotion and shit like that um <laughs> um what does dad do round the boys up so we get in the car jake get in the fucking car 
we're going to your brother's house. We go get my oldest brother. We all jump in the car. We get and my little brother and stuff. Oh, 19. Yeah. 19. I'm 31 in April. So yeah, it's a bit of time now sort of thing. And I'm still dealing with all this fucking fucked in the head shit. I've been to, or, or hospitalized and stuff like that at this point. My, my anxiety and um, issues, I'm massively, on the, on the scale, I'm massively more anxiety than depression. My yeah, depression okay. is sort of like a result of the anxiety. So at this point in time, I've been hospitalized, I think about three times. They don't know what's going on sort of thing. I'm just, I'm just losing it. Like I grab my hair and I'm about to rip my hair out and I'm freaking out sort of thing. Um, I, at one point, mum drives me to the hospital. I'm burying the palms of my hands and my eyes because the light flickering through the trees yeah. as we're driving is setting me off. So they, they start thinking that I'm epileptic and I'm this and that. And my hands are like shaking and I can't sleep um, and whatnot. But anyway that's where i was at at this point in time where dad's like get the boys together we've got to fucking find these these two blokes we're all in the car me my brother my oldest brother uh, my little brother and me get in the car we drive to the mum's house i go up <laughs> i'm like a fucking idiot see this could have just been nipped in the bud right right there sort of thing and i ask her, i go oh, where's old mate we find out what his name is where's, where's old mate like we just want to see him about something sort of thing mum thinks everything's fine um, what not she tells us he's moved into town we find their place in town we all rock oh, so up so you went up to the guy's mum's house oh yeah out man so we're talking premeditated yeah so the cops get involved we'll put it this way yeah premeditated you went you tried you to find him door. you found him we knock on the door we go there my brother's bashing on the front door fucking come out here like da 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 the two guys are inside saying fuck you like fuck this and like they're grabbing at the door trying to open the door they're like it's on sort of thing it was just sort of like why we rocked up we put a condom on we're gonna fuck yeah. Um, so the boys are the boys are bashing at the door and I hear the chick this chick is like holding it shut sort of thing and she's like no 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 sort of thing all of a sudden the door flies open the guys are dashing out the back um, my brother goes through the house I follow him we're going through the house we go out in the backyard we don't know they're going around the corner where the shed is one of them grabs a rake one of them grabs a shovel I come around bam I eat a shovel to the side of the head so old mate smacked me um, I sort of go, oh shit! My brother, my older brother, pumps him. I think he punches him in the, for, in the forehead and breaks his wrist. So he hits him so hard he breaks his own wrist. I'm grabbing old mate with a shovel, like sort of holding it and whatnot, thinking, oh fuck, I can't get sort of hit again. And brother goes, Jake, fucking help! Like Jake, and I know something's going on. If my older brother, yeah, needs your if help. he's if he's going, Jake, help him! I'm like, oh fuck, man! So he's wrestling with him, and I'm fighting with old mate. And I realise I'm not going to get the shovel off this fool. So we're doing the push pull thing. I sort of wait. And as he pushes into me, I bury my forehead into his face. And in his eyes, I'll never forget this look. In his eyes, he just disconnects. And he's staring straight at me, but he's looking off into space. And he does this instinctual thing. He's out on his feet. He sort of does this, like as a baby would blow a raspberry, and his two front teeth come out. So he spits his front teeth out, and he just drops like he's dead. And I think, fuck, what have I done? That happens, my face goes cold and wet and I touch my face and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? My hand is dripping with blood. So his two, his two teeth have gone into my forehead and just split me open, cut me sort of thing. I look over and Tim's still struggling with the old mate. I grab him from behind sort of thing in like a headlocky, take him down and I just start wailing on him. So I'm punching him, punching him, punching him um, until my arms get tired and the old boy sort of sticks his head over the fence and goes, we got to get the fuck out of here. All this happens in a matter of minutes. Yeah. Sort of thing. We've we, we got, we got to get the fuck out of here. We've got to get Jake to the hospital. So I'm all busted up. Tim's got his, um, his arm broken. He didn't know it at the time. So we drive to the hospital. 
and um, we drive to the hospital and we get in there and the nurses have been really nice, like really nice. And we see these two cop cars out the front and I'm immediately like, could be there for someone else, could be there for someone else. Yeah. Just, just telling myself that. And I'm like, don't freak out. Don't do your fucking freak out thing. Um, there's a chance there, there, there for you. So I get my forehead glued up. My brother gets his arm sorted, stuff like that. Cops come in and they're like, right, mate. And I'm, I'm immediately just like, ah. They arrest me. They take us down. I do the night in the cell because at How that point it's pretty, maybe 19. Okay, fuck. So the worst 19. age to do this. Yeah, 19. And like I'd been, like I've had my, my, my issues with anxiety and stuff like that. So um. I'm in the cell and I'm just freaking. I don't get a, a wink of sleep. They keep the lights on all night. They're taking photos of us. Every hour or so, they'll be like, oi, get up, we need you for this or something. It's fucking 3 a.m. And they don't need they you They just for torture anything, you, yeah. man. They fucking torture you, man. Like, take a photo. We want you to take a statement and stuff like that. And then, you obviously never do a fucking statement. I'm panicking, I'm freaking out. And I hear my brother and dad had already done a statement. Apparently they hadn't. They said that to me. So then I go in and do a statement yeah. and I'm like, all right, if they're doing it and I don't do one sort of thing, it's going to look a bit fucking weird. So I go in and do one. Then they say, Jake's made a statement. You just have to make a statement. Uh, uh, anyway, that'll get sorted and whatnot. Next day they go, all right, we're arresting you for a fray. Break and enter. So what's a fray? Fuck knows. Apparently it's, some, it's something to do with like taking the law into your hands or something uh, like that okay. or, or, some, or some bullshit. They try, yeah. they try to slap that on me. Break and enter. Break and enter is a very serious one. And um, assault occasioning actual bodily harm which is fair sort of thing. I'm seeing this chick at the time. We're fighting it for like 18 months or something like that. And eventually it gets to the point where I'm fighting it and they're like, don't fight it, don't fight it, don't fight it. You're going to make it worse. You're going to piss them off. So I'm fighting it the whole time. And I'm like, they're saying shit like my brother had a bat. My brother had this and that and da 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 So I'm fighting it the whole time. I go, no, finally we sign this agreement thing where it's like you plead guilty to assault and we just leave it. You don't do any time. I'm looking at maybe two years for all three mm. minimum, all three stacked together. If they slap them on me, I'm looking at two years. And they send me out to the farm where you go out and do work and stuff like that for two years. So they, they make some good use out of you. I'm seeing this chick at the time sort of thing and it's on again, off again, um, whatnot. And about six months into going to court and stuff, you could, you've got to go to court fucking constantly with this shit. Um, she, she goes, I'm pregnant sort of thing. And I'm like, fuck, man, I'm going to be like in jail and this kid's not going to know. I'm going to get out and see this kid and stuff like that. But anyway, we're going through the processions and stuff like that. And I don't want to put any blame on her and stuff. I was, I was not okay mentally at the time, obviously with all, the, all this other stuff's going on. But she goes out one night, um, pregnant. She starts partying, drinking and stuff. She does a few pills, hooks up this guy and loses the baby. Fuck. Sort of thing. And this happened at a time where I You're was, I was so about- fragile. Yeah, I was about to go to court and like fi- like finalize it all. I pled guilty. This is what's going to happen. See if they accept the deal. It's like a formality sort of thing, man. We're standing there and I'm just freaking the fuck out. And they're just like, all right, probation. Like you get two year probation. You speed, you do anything. You, like you get caught jaywalking or something. You're gone. You're going to jail sort of thing so I'm like whoa like at least I'm, I'm not going I'm not going away but when you've thing. got anxiety you don't want to be living oh, your man. life fucking with dude. dude like that would probably be the worst thing to have over your head right yeah 100% man and if I if I went to jail I would have just killed myself fuck like I would have just I would have just been this is going to divert my life in such a course where there's no like like what am I going to do for work with like this blemish on my record and this and that as, like as having the assault ones bad yeah exactly I'm fucking 19 man what were you doing when you were 19 mm. so this was going to divert my, my course and whatnot that I'd just be like fuck it man like what am I going to do so did you think about before you found out 
that you got the probation, were you like, if I go to jail, I'll kill myself? Like, did you have those thoughts already? Or no, you just this, is, this is hindsight. This yeah, is okay. hindsight. Yep. This is hindsight, man. I would have worn a fucking Colombian necktie. Um, but anyway, I don't. I don't go. Nothing happens and whatnot. This all happens with this chick and stuff like that. Where even after it, we're sort of like talking and stuff like that. And I was... I like to think I was mature enough at the time and sort of thing. I was like, look, I put a lot of this shit on you when we're seeing each other. And like, I, mm. like I, I, I wasn't real good to her and stuff like that. And it was just like, I, I accept some of the responsibility for that and whatnot. But I had an opportunity on a week's notice to move to Sydney with work. They're like, hey, I was working in retail at the time, which was totally cool. It was um, enough to pay the bills. And they're like, we'll move you down to this um, store. We'll give you a little bump in pay and whatnot. And you can do it. And I'm thinking, oh, fuck, fresh start. So I'm like, yeah, let's do it. On a week's notice, man, I sell all my shit. I move down to Sydney. I go down and Sydney was actually the straw, I think, that broke the camel's back. So when I really started to sort of spiral after all this shit is um, you can do anything in Sydney. Mm. So it's, it's a Tuesday night. I'm working retail, so I do weird hours and stuff like that. It's a Tuesday night on the piss, um, doing it and whatnot. And if you're a depressive Drinking Don't and like take. doing like stuff like that. Downers. Fuck man, I went down a I went down a shitty fucking path. Hey, just like eating filthy fucking food, not doing anything. The only saving grace is that I signed up for a gym down there because um, I wanted to, to direct just this energy and whatnot, just from, from having a proclivity towards violence. Honestly, as a person, um, I wanted to direct it somewhere and bullying and fucking stuff like that. I was like, oh, I got to do something positive because I'm drinking piss and eating the. Um, shitting all the time so that's when i really signed up for martial arts and whatnot but um still getting on the piss and stuff like that and i want to get i don't want to get too into detail with a lot of it but um this is a this is a sample um that turned into like like the straw that broke the camel's back but I, i'm out one night this chick is just like do you want to do you want a pill and i'm like yeah i'll fucking smash one of them sort of thing so i'm out i wake up we're at my place i don't remember shit well i wake up we're at my place and I open my eyes and she's having sex with me. And I'm like, what the fuck is like, I didn't consent or anything. I'm not one to scream rape and stuff like that, but it's a pretty fucking weird thing to wake up to. <laughs> I wake up, this chick's having sex with me. There's vomit all over the floor. And I'm sort of like, what the fuck is going on? And um, you look at yourself in, your mirror, in the mirror sort of after that. And there's a bottle of like, there's a half finished bottle of vodka next to the bed. And I had a ton of sleeping pills because I... um. With the anxiety and shit like that, did, man. Did it's you like, struggle with like insomnia? Oh, fuck yeah, man. Since I was a little kid. Yeah. Since I was, and I used to get night terrors did and all this other stuff. Did you hear me talk about that on the Pastrana podcast? I did, podcast? man. Yeah. I did. It I was had really, insomnia my whole life, dude. It's super interesting, man. It's super interesting. You should and look the, into it, the man. Night, the night terrors do to like. Yeah, I do that a lot. Bizarre. I go bang and I'm like, all of a sudden I'm awake. But wake up. Old love leaves. Um, I don't even clean the vomit up, man. It's just all on the floor and I've got roommates and stuff like that and I just don't give a fuck at this point. But I'm <laughs> like, you sort of look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, what? How is tomorrow going to be better than this? If anything, tomorrow is probably going to be worse than the day after that and the day after that. And I'm getting the bus everywhere because it's Sydney and stuff. And I remember Pete, I was the guy on the bus with my head down like this at eight o'clock in the morning, vomiting into my own shirt because I've been out partying the night before and I just grabbed the shirt, just throw it out the fucking window of the bus. Like, that's where really? I was at. That's where I was at. And I'm like, how is tomorrow going to be any better, man, than this shit? And then at some point, I was still super hungover and um, I'd be vomiting and stuff. And you know, you, you get the ball rolling with vomiting yeah. after you've been drinking, it sort of keeps going. But I take, I remember I popped a whole handful of pills 
like all these sleeping bills, I sort of stick them in my mouth, crunch them all up, and I'm just going to have a big old nap forever. Yeah. And I, I skull the rest of the bottle of vodka and I just sort of lay down and, I, and it like just goes black sort of thing. Spoiler alert, I don't fucking die. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I wake up and there's this foam everywhere and it stinks like battery acid. There's foam everywhere and my mouth is like, I, I, I need holy water to get this taste out of my fucking mouth, man. And it's about... It's about 7.30 at night or something like that And I wake up And that was like the bang moment Where I was like Fuck I just tried to fucking do myself But apparently Someone told me this a bit later It's like the thing you do It probably helped that I was vomiting the whole time And like I said You get the ball rolling with vomiting Oh because you were Yeah from the alcohol 100% That's probably yeah, yeah. that And the fact that I sculled the bottle So if you drink a whole bunch of it in one go You're gonna fucking vomit it all up So I vomit it all up And I don't die mm. Thank fuck for that Um Sort of thing. And that was just where I really, shit really turned the fuck around for me, man. So that's like that rock bottom moment. Oh, where do you go from there? Yeah, yeah. It's like you're either dead or you're not. It's like you're going to be alive now or you're going to keep trying to die. And I was like, well, fucking I have a crack at life. Sort of thing. And one of the things, the the gym I was at, it was cool. It was a a total fucking McDojo, man. Like when I say McDojo, I mean they had a, a certificate on the wall for MMA. It's like, this certifies that you're an MMA coach. And he's never had There's a fucking no fight in his thing. life, man. Yeah. It's like, so it was cool though. It was an introduction. It was an introduction to do it and whatnot. But um, they used to take us like, no sparring, stuff like that. And then they'd take us to like other gyms and stuff to like, like almost like a gym challenge, like fights and stuff like that. You'd have like three guys that were judges and stuff like that. And it was just striking. Like I started out doing Muay Thai um, sort of thing. But um they'd have judges and stuff it was like smokers you know what a smoker is you go to another gym and it's like an unofficial sort of fight mm. so we'd have a bunch of fights and stuff like that I'd never done any sparring man we're just doing like cutter fucking like karate drills and stuff and I'm getting fucking flogged man we're getting flogged by these dudes like just full tie like um we did have headgear and stuff like that on and um shin pads and whatnot but I remember just being like holy fuck man I'm drowning fighting these guys um, I found out later as well A lot of these guys Were going on to have other fights They were using us Like full tune up Sparring sessions Yeah Fucking meat puppets man We're like meaty heavy bags For these dudes um, But anyway I get out of Sydney And I'm like Fuck this sort of thing I move home um, And I'm like I'm gonna go to uni I've always wanted to go to uni Be the first one In our, in our um, Family to go to uni So I end up doing a, a bridging thing because I get kicked out of school because I can never sit still like just the anxiety like my hands and stuff like that I, even now I'm tapping my leg and I'm like I'm ready to go so I can't sit still I don't do shit in school I do this bridging course thing to get into uni I get into uni because like I guess the catch 22 and all this is like you're smart as fuck so it's I like, like to think I, am. I know you are like you're a super super intelligent dude yeah, yeah. so I try know, to be. I'm we, not saying, yeah, like, yeah, I'm an intelligent dude. No, I well, fucking just, try, just, man. Yeah. No, but you just are. I yeah, think yeah, you're yeah. either intelligent or you're not. But yeah. you're, so it's like a weird juxtaposition of you getting kicked out of school, but mm. you're probably the smartest dude in the fucking room. Yeah. The, the education system fucking failed me, man. I have, I have nothing good to say about any of that shit. Um, I'm right there with you, dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I think a lot of the kids nowadays and whatnot, they're going to get a, a better sort of education system because we had to go through the ringer. But anyway. Um, and it was even worse before us. Yeah, I know, man. How crazy is that? Yeah, it explains a lot, dude. So, I mean, imagine like, yeah, your dad, my dad, my mum. Yeah, 100%, that, you know. man. And, and while you're on the subject, man, now that I've got a little fella and stuff like that, I do have a lot of sympathy for the old boy. I'm not going to try and bash him the whole time. He just did. He honestly did what he thought was right. 
yeah the whole time there's um, a i mean I, I feel like i've spoken i don't know if i have spoken about it before but there's a um there's a principle that i try and live by and it's actually i mean it's not Aubrey marcus's principle mm. but that's where i sort of heard it from um but he basically just talks that like if i was born in your shoes and i saw every single thing you saw and i experienced every fight you've fought yeah. i experienced every word from your dad like how mm. there's i don't think that you could be any different than you yeah so i find it then that's my way of mm. trying to have compassion for people yeah because you think like i am you totally with your lived experiences yeah that's so it. i mean that's sort of you know everyone does have fucked up people in their life sure and i think that that's a thing that's helped me to like reconcile in my own head why these people are yeah. fucked up and instead of being mad at how fucked up they are yeah i just have a bit more i try to have compassion mm. because have to, man. because i would have been them you have to given their circumstances that's exactly right man and now like i said i got a young fella and stuff like that the old boy had four of us him and mum had to work and he had probably by the time he got home he had two cents in his emotional bank account yeah and in a fucking super sketchy dude, job dude I work I work yeah 100% man and I work two jobs now man and I, I fucking everything I even say it to the missus sometimes like I'm pretty cold like when I get home I'm pretty tired and stuff but I even have to say it to her I'm like I'm saving everything for my boy mm. like everything I get home like the last whatever's in the tank I sort of hand it over to him so to do it four kids man it's a big fucking ask but um like you said man the older you get the more you sort of get it mm. yeah and it's just it's, I, what I've done and what, when I've gone to the psychologist shit like that it's just like making it not a cycle like it's not going to repeat mm. itself because my grandma that I got tattooed on my arm she did the classic grandma thing and the grandpa thing that everyone does it's like you treat your kid like the way whatever, you treated yeah and then the grandkid gets the real shit yeah so when dad and mum were working nan looked after me and whatnot, I could read um, before I went to school yeah because Nan would look after me and whatnot and mum was out being a butcher and she fucking loves animals so that says a lot about what we had to do to get by yeah sort of thing so a lot of, a lot of pressure and stuff like that and I was talking about the psychologist as well I have a lot of guilt now that I've got a son sort of thing that if I was never born would my dad be happier mm. if me and maybe if they had two kids my two older brothers if I was never born and my little brother was born would they be happier Mm. and that's like a guilt that I shouldn't really wear I had no say in that yeah. sort of thing but that's something that I still deal with now that's um, interesting and, yeah. and the missus wants another bub man and I'd love to have another bub and that's still something that I'm holding on to sort of thing and I'm like I don't want to fuck what I've got now with the little fella I'm, I want to give him everything mm. I don't want him to have three brothers that's a fucked up way of thinking that's coming from a negative place and I overcompensate with him now man I was going to say like I think that then I mean, there's this time where you want to do so much better than like you want to give your kids more than you had and you want to yeah. give them. But I think that there is a fine line between that and then mm. overcompensating. Exactly, and man. That, like it is, a, it is a balance, but coming from the place that you've come of like such an extreme end of that, mm. you know, like in, in terms of like duality you've got like the extreme you're at so then if you apply that exact opposite to this end mm. then that's extreme again on this end yeah. and I think any form of extreme whether it's extreme mm. like One extreme other, love yeah, or extreme exactly, hate like man. they're both fucking they get to a weird place yeah it's like a balance man 
it's a total balance dude and that's something like you, you don't want to spoil the fruit man like i don't want to give my son like everything and I, i'm kind of conscious of it now i'm not hard on him at all he's 10 months old but i'm, I'm at least within myself i'm finding like this sort of balance mm. where it's a bit of both i can't help but be like intense about it yeah not, not not so much intense about it i get where you're coming from but like he falls down and i stand there and i'll look at him and i'm like get up yeah but then i sort of curb it i can't help it man like like sometimes I, there's, there's not an instinct in me where i'm not like oh, i don't want to pick him up I'm, I'm dying to pick him up but he falls down and i sit there and i watch him for a second this sort of thing and i'm like you need to get up like get up but I, it comes from a i think it comes from a bad place mm. but when he gets up sort of thing i'm all over him well when well when you just said that like get up that made me think about you looking over at your dad when you were beating up your brother and he did nothing so i mean maybe there's a similarity between like you wanting to interject because your dad didn't interject you know what i mean and you've got feelings of like i wish i had that interjection from from him so like you standing on you standing back and i mean fuck again i don't know i'm not a professional but that's just sort of what popped in like i said head. at the very start man you're asking questions and yeah. now i'm having to think and now i'm going fuck man i think i think there's something there because you're not telling like, me shit you're not trying to fix me you're not telling me shit you're asking yeah. me questions and i've got to ask them by myself and that was a good one man i think i think there's something to that because like he's standing there and like you look over like uh fucking say something like i'm doing the wrong thing yeah. shouldn't you be yeah shouldn't you be offering some kind of fatherly wisdom at yeah. this point even though it was like a fucking negative towards yeah. it would have been negative yeah. consequence like stop that mm. but then like so you're seeing your son fall over and maybe there's a part of you that is trying to then fix that not fix but like kind of respond in the way you wish yeah. your dad did yeah 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 that's true man that's true and like i still even now i'm kind of like am i curbing it because now he falls gets up He'll sort of look at me. If he doesn't cry straight away, I know he's fine. Mm. So I'll do the whole get up. Like in my head, it's not it's not as harsh as it sounds. As it's sort of, I'm saying it, but I'm like, you have to get up sort of thing. And now he falls, he'll have a look at me. If he doesn't cry straight away, he'll get up and put his arms up and I'm all over him. Mm. But I just needed him. I don't know, maybe it's just in my DNA now. I need him to get up. Mm. I need him to just do that little bit of fight. Mm. Just a little bit. And then I'll take over and I pick him up and I squeeze him and I smooch him and stuff like that. But in saying that as well, I'm trying to find that balance. He almost never cries when he falls. Mm. So I don't know if that's, if it's coming from a negative place and now this is reinforcing it or if maybe I'm finding the balance or whatnot there, but he's becoming a lot more independent. Like you said, I don't want to go too far on the love side as well, man, because he's super independent. Mm. He's an independent little kid, man. I put him down. He's like, sweet. He's off. He's pulling the dog's faces. He's fucking going around finding his toys, doing whatever he wants to do and stuff like that. But it's hard, man. How do you gauge it? Yeah. Like, I could be, I could be, who knows, man? He could, he could, when he's five or something like that, I could be like, oh, I fucked this up. Yeah. Like maybe I wasn't too, maybe I didn't hold him so much and kiss him so much. And don't get me wrong, I do. But even the other day, talking in a session and whatnot, I think, I, I think I've told him I loved him once. Oh, you like the whole time like, like I've never literally like held him and looked at him and told him I loved him because it just wasn't in my in my love vocabulary it's just not there like page not found sort of thing yeah what not and that was another fucking moment for me I was like oh fuck when was the last time the old boy told me love me and it sort of like got that 
yeah. got that wheel spinning as well. So now every time I put him down, we've got like our little words that mean like we're going to bed now, mate. Like no night time, we put him down. I tell him I love him every single nightmare, and it's fucking hard. Yeah, it feels like, like I hit this wall and like I'm about to stutter, sort of thing. Like like it's like. I don't know, like, the, I don't know about toxic masculinity. I don't know what the fuck that means. But it did get brought up and stuff like that where I'm not allowed to show, like, any is, of this sort of shit. Is it a female shrink or a male shrink? Female. And she jumps on stuff like that. Like, I'll, I'll be the first to say that. None of them are perfect, but she's great. She's great sort of thing. Maybe she's seeing it from an outside light and being like, this is whatever you want to call it, toxic masculinity. Or See, I've, fuck. like, sort of got a problem with that. In I a do way. too. Like, I think there is a thing as... Oh, fuck! I, didn't I think it's. I think it's become a, a buzzword. Yeah, I think it's become it. a very easy copy and paste. You shove that in a comment to someone to try and shut them up. It's like mm. you're just this. It's a way of labeling someone who has a differing opinion. But again, like to say toxic masculinity is to think it's like this choice of the person. Uh, That's what I've got a problem with. It right. is like oh, he's expressing uh, some very toxic masculinity, right. and it's like a guy that is walking in going, you know what? fuck these cunts mm. I'm the fucking man right and like there probably is those cockheads in the yeah world. yeah yeah but in the case of like your dad mm. I mean I don't know but like I know from like the people that like we had some fucking gnarly shit in our family mm. and some gnarly people in our family and looking at them now and knowing them as a 55 year old man Mm. versus what they were say when they were like raising kids young kids yeah i don't i know that person as they exist now mm. and i'm like i don't think that was toxic masculinity i think that was a a, a male that was scared mm. that was insecure dealing with their own demons yeah. dealing with their own maybe they had a fucked up upbringing maybe their father the cycle wasn't broken like I think that's it's, all internal as well but there's also yeah. there's also a standard that like men have to live up to in society sort of thing so there's these that's expectations so that you need to live up to as well um, what do I well, the way I got it described to me is that literally toxic and masculinity is that the expectations of you to be masculine and be a man is so overwhelming that it becomes poisonous. I, I'm on board with that. And I like, I got it. Yeah, no, me too. Yeah. Me too. That's how I heard it. And but I was I'm like, not on board with the label no. and the way that it is Agree. used towards any man. hundred percent. That has any That's stance. Exactly. That's you know why going I mean? back to this copy and paste, it's like, you're yeah. fucking this. You yeah. have a differing opinion. You say something about a contentious issue. Even if you raise a great point, it's like, I'm going to shut you down. I'm going to press the, this button. And the thing with the, like masculinity right is like women now that want to use that term or even these little fucking Mm. I hate to use the term like beta males like I know those fucking dudes Mm. I know dudes that I I am friends with guys that Mm. I would consider beta males Mm. they have not one ounce of uh, like manliness about Mm. them but they're fucking awesome dudes Mm. but like not everyone has that masculine alpha male type of deal and man like i i it pisses me off when people can say that it's like a bad thing because like look what it built mm. and i think that even and i mean it might even sound like a fucking dick saying this but like say you go back mm. to when people are exploring the world on boats mm-hmm. like the women aren't doing those jobs mm. the it's the men that are the sailors and a lot of that's out of protection a lot of that's out of like what happens when we get there and we 
Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah, I see where, you, I see where you're know? coming from as well. And it definitely goes back. If you look at anthropological like um, sort of studies and the way that we've, our, our psychology has... Um, but without, like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like without alpha males, yep. without the leader of the pack, yep. we're all eaten by fucking wolves. And exactly. And we don't get to this point. That's exactly right. And uh, that doesn't, that's not to say that there's not room to grow and room mm-hmm. to evolve as ev- like... Uh, survival instincts yeah. become like less and, to your and point, less. The, 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 to your point, we've sort of got to a very, very civilized society very quickly. If you look at the scale of things for thousands and thousands of years or whatnot, we had to be the ones that wore the weight of that burden sort of thing, Big being time. the providers and what like that. And providing back then was um was like, you had to go out and kill and whatnot. Yeah, it was you a had dirty to, fucking you job. You had to kill or starve and whatnot. And, and that's actually funny because it loops around back to anxiety as well because the very nature of an anxiety attack and I hate calling them panic attacks and whatnot it's just the fight or flight response that we always had was always coming from there's a saber tooth tiger over there like I need to yeah. are we going to fight this thing or are we going to run, run away sort of thing and whatnot we have none of that anymore we have more security than ever I lose my job I can't pay the rent and whatnot I'm going to get fucking whatever new start or whatever the fuck it is um not saying that you quit your job or whatever and get on new stuff, but we've got the, all these There's safety nets. nets. Yeah. We've got all these fucking safety nets, man. So where, what are the threats now? Yeah. What are the threats now with social media, everyone being able to be in contact with us, constant scrutiny, everyone's got a camera phone and stuff like that. The way that people perceive you now, and you look at Instagram, it's fucking full of it. These are all threats that we have fight or flight responses for. And mm. mine is just absolutely fucking haywire. So my but anxiety- because you've been in a tra- traumatic environment where mm. that fight or flight response was fucking real. No, it's legitimately, yeah. yeah. It's legitimately like, I, I had to do a test and they put all these 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 things on me and stuff like that. And um, they take your heart rate variability test. And they do mine. It's like how like the your thump compared to your da-dump sort of thing. So like a, a, a normal one would be like- boom, Like boom, a rhythmic, boom, boom, yeah. Boom, boom. And apparently mine's just dog shit. And it's sort of, um, my heart stops and it starts and things like that and whatnot. And you've got your parasympathetic and your, your sympathetic. One of them is controls like slowing you down and one of them controls ramping you up. And you get a score out of 100. So you might have 40 is um, the one that slows you down and 60 one that ramps you up. So you might be a little bit stressed. Mine was 100 stress. So my system is legitimately always on. Um, and that's just something that I, I've always known sort of thing. And I sort of came to terms with it, even though I've only just been diagnosed really, really, really like, like, and going back and looking through my past and whatnot and digging it up without, like you said, putting band-aids on it. So I'm, I, I've come to peace with this sort of thing. And this is myself. A lot of people don't like me. I'm fucking intense and I'm a lot. Um, even when I rocked up to the first MMA gym up here and stuff like that, they're like, oh fuck, we got a live one yeah. sort of thing and stuff like that. And that, that was cool. Like I've sort of, I've, I've, I've curbed it. I've done MMA commentary um, because I'm just so passionate and I'm fucking amped, man. Like mm. sometimes a dude next to me is just like, I just got to let him go. Like I, I seem like lean back like this. Can't match and he's just like, and yeah. just like, if someone's getting beat the fuck up and they're about to get TKO thing, I, I see him go like this and I'm like, fucking, and I just go for it sort of thing. So I have learned to curb it and do it in stuff like that. But on the other end of that, I've found a way to curb the flight response. And even when I was like trying to fight competitively, did four fight camps for one fight that fucked up and was a total fucking nightmare and sort of killed it for me anyway. I was always in the flight response. Yeah, right. So now, especially... So, so wait, explain that a little mm-hmm. a little bit more. Yeah, 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 most definitely. So you, you've either got the flight or fight response like we went back to mm. before, like the saber-toothed tiger, I'm either going to run away or we're going to fight it um, sort of thing. So when... 
I get into that fight environment sort of thing, it's bang, I'm five years old again. Mm. And I'm going back to something's not right. Like it shouldn't be, this isn't normal. It shouldn't Mm. be like highly encouraged for violence and things like that. But it's kind of all I know in a way. So I'm like, I got to direct it down this avenue. So I constantly had this turmoil going on, even when sparring and fighting and whatnot. I'm just like, I need to do enough, be aggressive enough, be violent enough to match my dad's expectations of me as being a violent man. Does that make sense? Mm. So I constantly have this in there that I'm, I'm never really so trying fight, to win. the fight thing wasn't... I never, natural, I almost like, never, ever, ever had the you fight response. Walk towards the flame, but you exactly. felt like you, yeah, yeah, you yeah, had yeah, to yeah, just yeah. at least do the bare minimum. Just try of what just, your dad just, would expect. Just if it was in my head, it's just like we're back to we're back there, sort of thing. Where I'm playing soccer on the sideline, and he's a foot away from my face, screaming in my face, and I'm thinking, just don't make eye contact, don't say anything. He'll get burnt out. He'll stop screaming, and he'll go away. Like sort of thing. So I've always been that. That's the benchmark of where I need to reach. And I did that all the fighting. Never had the fight response. Sort of, like I said, I learned to curb that by just not giving a shit. Mm. But it's not, again, it's a way of dealing it's with like it. It's like a band-aid solution. Yeah, it's just like like the perception and living up to it and whatnot. At, at some point, I was just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like I don't give a, a fuck what people think about me. I'm going to do this shit. I'm going to do shit that people don't want to do to sort of test it and push it further and like not give a fuck and whatnot so it's been good doing things like writing blogs and stuff i did a real cool one um last week with pasha from Southside mma fantastic coach doing all the author stuff doing all the mm. media and shit with them even like your movie reviews dude like your 100 your fucking review 100%. of aquaman was like one of my favorite things i've read oh fucking polarizing though that, that fucking review but we'll get to that yeah, yeah. But, but while i stay on topic just not giving yeah, the a fuck sort of thing. I'm going to put my... I'm putting my balls in the bandsaw sort of thing. If you don't like it, this is who I fucking am. I'm not going to be the flight response anymore. I've done that for so fucking long now, man. I'm 31. I've done that for so long now. What's the alternative to the flight response? Yeah, it's flight. I'm full flight, man. Yeah. I'm full flight. I've got a son now. I'm massively... This is one of the reasons why I've, I've gone back to psychologists. I'm full fight now. Yeah. And it's fucking me up inside because... I'm confrontational. You're I'm protective of my son. Of I'm, I'm, I'm introspectively looking at myself. I'm like, what do you like as a dad? I'm working all the time because I'm trying to give him, I'm overcompensating for this shit. I've worked two jobs for the last year, having the young fella. Before mm. that, when I was at uni, I worked three fucking jobs, but just trying to overcompensate and just trying to spoil the young fella. I bought the missus a car, done all this good shit out of it. But I'm at this point now where I'm going too far the other way. Mm. So that's what's brought me to the, to the um, psychologist and I like my missus is a fucking godsend man yeah, she puts up she puts up with all this shit she trains jiu-jitsu I so did she did, do you think she started training jiu-jitsu for you in a way 100% that's fucking cool 100% because no, man it's no uh, joke it's no I, joke I project this high standard mm. that was projected onto me onto her and only about two days ago I apologised for it dude you know what man I fucking realised this week I do that shit too because like, like you said man like like i'm I, starting to walk in the old boy's shoes and i'm kind of like fuck man like did he he meant well like sort mm. of things he wanted this and that for his boys and stuff but it's like the cycle needs to break at some point dude like doing this studio this week like so like i said before this was just a garage yeah five six days ago yeah and i just went ham and i'm so obsessive mm. with is like the best thing in my life but it's Mm. also the worst thing in my life because 
I just can't deal with people not being as obsessed with the thing mm. that I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I know and martial artists that are like that, man. Mm. Like like big fish in a small pond sort of thing. It's like, if you can't keep up, man, you get frustrated with them. It's like, don't you want this fucking as much as I want it and whatnot? And mm. they need to get they need to get stuff out of you as well. So there's that bit of like a discrepancy in like the, the level and where you're at. And 100%, man, it's not the worst thing in the world, but one it's of the biggest things, manage, you acknowledge though, it. Man. You acknowledge it, man. Yeah. Like people do it and they don't know it. And then all of a sudden alienate all the people around them. Well, that, that's the thing. Like, so building this studio, like we're doing these um, acoustic panels and it's like all mm. these staples and, and like, dude, I'm so, such a fucking perfect, like there's some, it's weird though, because there's some stuff where I just don't give a fuck. Mm. I don't give a fuck what it looks like. I don't yeah. give a fuck what it Like if it's not one of my things, if it's not one of my hot button things, I'm either obsessed with it yep. or I don't give a fuck about yeah. its existence. On button, off button. Yeah, and and that that's probably where it's a problem. Like it's, and it's also a problem when then I expect other people. So I've got Ricky in here. She was helping me this whole time. And um, there's like crinkles in the thing and I'm just like peeking about mm. it. And like people, it's funny because everyone- How do you feel in that instance? Just so fucking frustrated. Like mm. I'm like, fuck frustrated like just do it right just do are it are you how anxious I'm, at all and see, I, i'm like, obviously psychoanalyzing yeah you. well see like i i will be the first person to admit that i was like anxiety is bullshit mm-hmm. it's me dude that was that was me like personally sort of thing and i had to get a fucking professional that i'm paying a fortune to to be like it's all right man the public perception of anxiety it's not panic attacks well the problem with it is and so i'll i'll get to that as well yeah. i've never told anyone except yeah. rick but um i had like a i, I wouldn't say a panic attack because mm-hmm. i wasn't panicking but i had yep. like a f- legit meltdown mm-hmm. like probably a few months ago i can't remember we we were f- we were fighting mm-hmm. and i just like i just i just got frenzied and again, it was like, I, I got to the point where I had a point that I was trying to get across. There was like these simple points that I was making mm-hmm. about our relationship. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, it's, it's not the, 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 all this, the fights, the arguments. Mm-hmm. It's just like these little things yeah. that I think are very easy for you to understand. Yeah. And for whatever reason, we just could we, we were both talking, but not listening. Mm-hmm. And some external stuff happened that I can't really remember. Mm-hmm. But like I ended up just working myself up and like I just fucking lost it. Mm. And I was in traffic too, which that's actually what made it the worst. This thing. isn't over the phone or anything. This is Oh yeah, I'm like where I'm like yelling over the phone. I ended right, up I ended right, up right. calling my sister. Right. And I was talking to her. I called my mate Andrew and I was just losing it. I was losing it to everyone. And like people that meet me and my friends all like dude you're the most laid back fucking dude 100%, blah, blah, blah. 100%. when i heard you were doing jujitsu i was like that makes fucking total sense yeah and, and there is that side of my personality yep like there is that super like laid back dude and that's the guy that i try and be that's the guy that i try and put across mm-hmm. but then there's also the side that not many people see that is yeah like what i now think has i have some form of anxiety i have some kind sure. of but it like I've never even said that out loud hmm. but it burns me because of the way that people throw it around yes and I like anxiety to me was that day like dude mm. I almost got out of the fucking car mm. and pulled a, a dude just 
wouldn't like I was trying to get off the highway mm. and this truck was just being a fuckhead and yeah. just blocking just enough of the lane like you know yeah. you got the merging lane starts here mm-hmm. and then you got like 10 meters behind it mm-hmm. and you just want to go around and get in yeah. and, and get off the highway yep. and this dude backed his truck mm. to stop me and I was already fucking redlining and I got yep. I like I, it, I had my hand on the handle and I, I'm so glad I stopped myself because I, I drove past I looked at the dude and it was a guy that was in no physical mm. form to, to right. be fighting someone that knows right. how to fight yeah, you know what yeah, I mean yeah, like yeah, it would have yeah, been yeah. fucked and, dude, and that's I, how it starts, man. Dude, and I, so then I, I end up getting off the highway and then it just turns out there was an accident. And every single side Ooh. street I went down, it, it was literally a metaphor for how I was feeling. Yeah. Every road I went down, yeah. locked, door, wall, you mm. know what I mean? And, and that was what was physically happening to me mm. was what I was emotionally feeling. Every fucking turn, everywhere mm. I went, there was a road closed, there was this, mm-hmm. there was that. I just fucking spazzed yeah like completely spazzed out and it was really scary to me and it was especially it was even more scary because of how much i've been training mm. and i was like if i come across someone i'm just gonna fucking kill them and that mm. was that even that was a little bit scary and not i'm not out here claiming i'm fucking conor mcgregor no no, but, no 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 but there is a level of mm. of that responsibility that you yes have exactly when you do, i'm glad you said that you know i'm because, glad you said that man and and i've had friends and i fuck i always talk about jiu-jitsu and people are probably sick of hearing it but mm. that you know like todd the other day mm. one of my mates mm. professional athlete dude's a fucking jacked and he was we were talking and he was naturally curious about like jiu-jitsu and like how to do this, this what would you, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you know you've yeah, had yeah, it a yeah. million times that wouldn't work on me yeah yeah and then i just said to todd i was like you can open hand slap me you can fucking choke me you can do literally whatever you want i've mm-hmm. been friends with this dude since i was fucking 10 mm-hmm. so he's like i'll fuck you up like yeah you know i'm waiting bit? for it there <laughs> yeah. it is yeah 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 and then we sort of sat down and and uh, I just sat on the ground and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, we're fighting. I was like, jujitsu, bro, come at me. Yeah. And he was like, no, I'll just fucking kick you. And I was like, well, kick me then. Yeah. And then anyway, so it went and, and it gets to the thing where he's laughing. He's like, I can't believe this, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So like for just the average dude that doesn't know anything mm. that against the angry person that wants, because I think what I was, I didn't want to interrupt you before, right. but um, I'm the opposite of the flight response. I yes. have the fight response. Yes. A lot, of, a lot of people do. A lot of people don't know they have these anxiety cues where mm. your body just dumps adrenaline sort of thing because they don't get the flight response. People just think they have a fucking temper. Yeah. But, but you're just hitting it and immediately going well, to the fight response. What it is as well mm. is like, for what whatever reason, like I don't have a fight response of like, I mm-hmm. want to pick a fight. I want to start. No, no, I'm no, no, no. It's a, yeah, it's a, but once I'm it's in a the ramping moment, up. Yeah. Yes. Well, once I'm in the moment, I'm actually like, for example, before a, a competition with jujitsu, I'll mm. be super nervous. I don't want to be here. I want to mm. go home. This was a bad idea. There's no way I can win. Yeah, I'm right, going right, to lose. Right. Like every, I, I get, I'm so, I've the flight response is at 10. Right. But as soon as I'm in a fight, I'm in bliss. Mm. it's really weird that's and good man it's and I I will like I mean I've had matches where it's been like real tough mm-hmm. I'm looking at the clock and I'm like don't end don't end don't end please don't yeah. end please don't end like yeah, keep this going I want to I want to stay in that, that I don't want to go back to real life yeah yeah, yeah and yeah. then I've had times where like um, 
fights at nightclubs, fights at parties, fights at where I'm like backing away, mm. trying to get out of a fight. Mm. And then as soon as that first punch gets thrown, I'm just in it. Yeah. And yeah, I feel yeah. so fucking good. It's weird, hey? Sort yeah. Of thing. It's that lizard brain, man. Yeah. You just revert back to a caveman. But even at, like, you know, with training and stuff, like, I look, I love for, to be like the biggest fucking gnarliest dude in the gym mm-hmm. will be like the guy that I hope, mm-hmm. like, I look forward to it because even good. if I'm just getting beaten up, like, it's I good. don't know, there's still something that feels really good about mm-hmm. being in that place. And mm-hmm. I think that's what's really good with jujitsu is like, if you've got that kind of thing inside you, yeah, then it, there's there's no real consequences mm. in jujitsu in terms of someone really trying to hurt yep. you. Like we're training partners, we're That's we're, it, man. we're friends, we're That's family, it. and you can still get, go that fucking intense. Oh, you can yeah, you can really go there, but with boxing or MMA or something Mm. like there's real consequences. And and that's like a, that's another level again, but it's funny that you have a flight response, Mm. but you still fight and you do, you've done MMA fights, you do Mm. jujitsu competitions, you, you know what I mean? Like it's, um, it's, it's to me, that's fucking weird, isn't it? And that goes back to that, that, that sort of inner turmoil, man, where I'm just trying to reconcile the two. But, um, what do you get like when you compete in jujitsu? Oh, jiu-jitsu I haven't competed in as oh, yet okay. sort of thing but but my th- whole thing is when I'm trying to compete psychologically so uni helped a lot with this as well sports psychology you're either avoiding failure or you're seeking achievement yeah see I do avoiding failure but does that work does that switch off once you're in once the once I though? fight I do yeah then you, then you yeah that's kind of the, a good thing but at the start so like but right before I compete, mm. I will. I have a problem calling it fighting. I don't think it's fighting. I don't know. It is. This is a whole isn't. new thing. We'll get into this yeah, as well. It yeah, is, yeah, yeah. Isn't. I don't know. It's weird, but I don't. Mm. I don't like to. I feel like calling it a fight takes something away from people that get punched in the face and yeah, kicked okay. in the head. You know what I mean? Even mm-hmm. though it's a form of a fight. Okay, I'll just quickly say this on the subject. People who bring it up all the time and whatnot. They're the only people who ever really bring that argument up are people who are on one side of the fence. The yeah. people who are unsure and don't really give a fuck never bring it up. Yeah. I've done Thai fighting. Like I started in Thai, Muay Thai and stuff like that, which is absolutely brutal and shit like that. People consider that a fight. People don't consider jujitsu a fight because there's not strikes in it in, in regular competition and stuff like that. Which one can you murder someone in? Yeah, you can murder someone in jujitsu. Jiu-jitsu and it's not a fight? Seven seconds. It's not a fight? Like, like, and on the other hand as well, like, I, like I get it. There, there's a proclivity to sort of think that a fight should have violence in it and stuff like that. But like Josh Hinger said, um, fantastic world-class um, jiu-jitsu champion and stuff. He's like, you'll say you fight traffic, but you won't say jiu-jitsu is a fight. Mm. So I, I don't really give a shit, man. Like if you, if you, if you argue with it and whatnot... Mm. Um, you're probably overthinking it you're too much, but, but, but for, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. But for the people who say jujitsu is not a fight, it's like, I'll like, I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. You can die. Yeah. You can die doing this, man. I'll yeah. just, I just won't let go once I've snatched your neck up sort of yeah. thing. But uh, it's an, uh, it's one of those things, man, where fucking it's a splinter for some people. Hey? Yeah. But yeah, to me, I don't know, like, and uh, um, maybe there's a, an arrogance that I don't want to portray either. As yeah. well, no, 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 no. I get that. Like, like you know, before, you were saying it takes away from people who punch in the face and, yeah, and stuff and, like and that. I yeah, I get that. And I don't want to come across like because to me, there, there is like so. For, for example, I busted my ribs last Monday, mm. and I haven't trained at all this week. And it was interesting as well. To I can directly correlate mm-hmm. weeks where I don't train to weeks where I have 
bad weeks with um, mm. my like the way I express mm. any negative emotions sure. that come through. Mm-hmm. E- anytime I'm away from training, I am more tense. I'm more high strung. Mm. I'm more irritable. I'm more. Uh, I'm more likely to snap on people. Yep. You know what I mean? And sure. not not like completely blow up, but just little shit that's like narky. Yeah. And like, you know, I'm just like, that's fucking lame, bro. Like, like why is this even a conversation? Yeah, yeah. That's It's like, what? You just instant, and it's instant. You're like, yeah. you say it and you're like, you're a fuckhead. I get it, man. Yeah. I get it. I totally get it, man. But so I guess for what I'm saying is, um, to go back to the point is mm-hmm. that I'm not, trying to be some tough dude mm. i'm not trying to be I a think fighter is beautiful for that man. yeah i'm trying to be a guy that knows that he has some issues mm. yeah for sure and i need to address those mm-hmm. i need there's like a there's some form of energy mm-hmm. that i need to release you need that outlet to be level totally man and you just do it's so therapeutic for that i think man mm. because like, like we said a lot of the when i'm training the boys a lot of what we do and whatnot is at 50 percent on Fridays we go live and we go fairly hard but even then that's not with strikes and stuff like that we do a lot of sparring like contact sparring we've got 50-60% depending on how they're feeling and stuff like that you don't really get you get a mental like um, overload and like you get to express like mentally and stuff technique and what we're doing and shit like that but then grappling and jujitsu that's the that is the outlet where you just let it go mm. sort of thing and it's very interesting that's probably one of the reasons why it's taken off um, so much is because just dudes like dudes who work in offices like nine to five behind a fucking screen and stuff like that and they've got a bunch of kids and I'm sure they love them to death and stuff like that man but pound for pound jujitsu you maybe train an hour a day if you can is this fucking just blow the roof off and mm-hmm. let it all out man some dudes might go out and drink piss spend hundreds of dollars and whatnot to try and get this relief or just unload all this bullshit man when it could take you fucking like an hour a day sometimes even just like a couple hours a week man Mm. so it's therapeutic it's a real life fight club Mm -hmm. where you know what you just said like Edward Norton in fight club Mm -hmm. is working this office job Mm -hmm. in an insurance company where he's looking for ways to fuck people Mm -hmm. essentially Mm -hmm. with this insurance gig that he's doing yeah and there's just this pent up frustration yeah. and there's no outlet he's just gone he's got his ikea furniture and mm-hmm. the same fucking catalogs come yeah and it's just this boiling thing and then he finds relief by fighting somebody yeah that's got that same yeah you know, I, I turmoil. Really do, and I, and dude for me like i fucking say it on here all the time i get murdered mm-hmm. every time i go to training mm-hmm. but they're people i fucking respect yeah. so i yeah. just and i i just i don't just respect them as people I respect the way they're fucking me up mm. because I know that that's earned yeah there's no like there's no cheat codes to getting that skill yeah there's no it's weird isn't it you know there's what almost I mean? a, there's like this weird you can't game the jiu-jitsu system the public you, you get in a blue with someone you fight you know it's like it's a bit iffy sort of thing oh this guy won that guy won sort of thing there's a bit of bravado and whatnot to it and, and to your point sort of thing you get fucked up in BJJ like some dude just like has it over and stuff like that there's like a fucking admiration oh yeah like for this bloke and you're like fuck man and then then people ask you like what's uh, what's this and like so and so like and stuff like that and then you talk about him in this fascinating light yeah we're like man he fucking strangled the fuck out of me like it was amazing and I couldn't do anything man you got this smile on your face and the thing is too is that you get that same chance mm-hmm. 
you get that same chance to be the yeah. person yeah, 100%. that is looked up to. Yeah. And you have to be a good dude in the gym. You can't have an ego. And I've been fucking pulled up mm. for having an ego. Mm-hmm. And you? Yeah. Never. Big time. <laughs> um, but like, if, if you have to do a few things right mm. outside of just like the skill of jujitsu, mm. but anyone can walk in and put in their time, put in their study, they can. put in their effort. And no matter whether you're a fucking garbage man mm. or a McDonald's drive through mm-hmm. worker, mm-hmm. when you get into that gym, you will yeah. be respected yeah. for your skill. 100%. And, and that, and you're, re- and it, it's, it's a meritocracy. Further. Yeah. It's a meritocracy, yeah. man. It and is. I've thought about it with, um, with like, say, my professor Fabio, right? Mm-hmm. So I fucking idolized that guy mm-hmm. in so many ways and like on and off the mats. Mm. But you, you feel like when I first start, because it's almost been a year, you feel like culty. I'm like, mm. oh, I'm in a cult. That I'm, is one of my digs. That is one of my digs. Yeah. This is my thinking around it. Mm-hmm. Is that the respect that you have, it's real mm. because that is earned. So mm-hmm. let's say you get to a cult with like a Charles Manson figure. Mm-hmm. That's just straight up. Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Kind of like he's a, like, it's the same sort of system of like a, the community and everyone having yeah, shared yeah, values yeah. and whatnot, but he's just sort of abusing manipulation. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's made Most from definitely. manipulation. Most definitely. Like he's manipulating people mm-hmm. into following him in a way. Right. And like with, um, with like say my admiration for Fabio, mm is that there's no manipulation. Mm. It's just straight up mm. fucking he's now a wizard at something that yeah. I want to be. And he's a super giving person, man. Like, yeah. like if you'd ask him for anything sort of thing, he just lays it all bare. Yeah. Even teaching and whatnot. And that's, that's sort of, I do have my gripes with jujitsu and it mostly comes from people who are far, far too traditional. I like traditional jujitsu in parentheses sort of thing. I like the guys who would use jujitsu to take it to a real like we're talking about in MMA and stuff like that I like the guys who use real traditional old school jujitsu for MMA and fuck people up with it I love yeah. that man I love that what I don't like is taking too much of the shit from Japan no offence like to the Japanese and whatnot this is just like a, a specific sect of, of thinking that sort of came along with it where you will never be as good as a master yeah, the master yeah, always has yeah, it over no, you I don't, yeah, that's and your eyes right. down and this and that and maybe that's shit that I've that I've got from my childhood or, or whatnot and yeah. like I hate that shit man I like the coaches that come in and fucking bleed with you mm. and like, like, like reverting back to my conversation I had with Pash the other day man and he's like he's like I can't help but love the guys who fucking bleed with me and sweat with me and like mm. get in there with me and stuff like that and he wants he wants his students to fucking strangle him and he wants to lose to them and whatnot because then he's got to pick it up mm. instead of being on this pedestal um, and not all jujitsu gyms are like that and whatnot, but but that is, is something culturally. A, that yeah. is something culturally, and you still see seeds of it and whatnot. But even with even in just with, martial arts in general, that's a bit of a thing, eh? Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I don't want to pigeonhole jujitsu and whatnot. Mm. And like even now, it's becoming so widespread and so popular and whatnot that it's not even like a lot of it's not even jujitsu anymore, man. Mm. Like talking to Pasha about um, he goes over to Russia and the Ukraine and stuff like that. And they're embracing it. These are a people who wrestle 
legitimately you look like a little village with a thousand people there'll be three world champions and some of the some of the kids have cauliflower ears like that you'd be like whoa man like was he born like that what the fuck is wrong with those ears because they're just putting in work and they're they're adopting this jujitsu with their smash mouth just fucking forehead in the face like wrestling and whatnot and they're making this crazy hybrid so it's beautiful that jujitsu is going everywhere but the philosophy is still there, the efficiency of movement, the little guy beating the bigger guy and whatnot. But the more it becomes a, a communal, and when I say communal, I mean the entire fucking world, the more it comes like that, the less it's becoming strict jujitsu tying back to those Japanese sort of roots, the more it's just becoming fucking grappling. And that's something mm. we fuck with with author. That's why it's author grappling goods and whatnot, man, because it's just like, we're not going to pigeonhole ourselves. If we pigeonhole ourselves just to, to jujitsu, especially as everything's evolving, man, we're behind we're two steps behind everyone else man mm. it's becoming this this mutated sort of way of doing it and I think it's fucking beautiful man and that's where that's where I hang my hat mm. that's where I hang my hat sort of thing like I'm not like oh don't do this and don't do that or this throw is like you should be shooting a double leg it's like fucking eat it all man yeah I, like I'm, I'm not gonna sit here with a carrot too. I'm not gonna sit here with a carrot and be like this is this is healthy this is like the way that it is and da, da, da. I want the fucking salad man yeah yeah put all the shit in there and let's see what comes out let's see what comes out and that's the, that's the beautiful thing about MMA and what draw me to it and whatnot, man I want to see the end product what works and what doesn't work put all this shit in the fire like you look at UFC 1 and Taekwondo Do guys and stuff Taekwondo is fantastic man but you've almost got to be in the 1% for it to really fire off like you're Stephen Lee and the karate and stuff yeah like I just like my whole fucking childhood yeah right never done anything yeah. rem- remotely like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, I've never, yeah. I've never, I would never say I've used Taekwondo. It's totally legit, man. But once you put it in that thing, you might be able to take a few things out of it or you need to really refine it, but you find out what fucking works, man. It mm. goes back to Bruce Lee. I used to watch Bruce Lee videos and shit. I used to put them in, press play. It'd be static for a bit. And I'd know if I wait 15 seconds, it comes halfway through the movie. Bruce Lee's got big scratches on his chest. I'm, but he was always like the shit that worked. He's armbarring people and stuff. He fights in Game of Death. He fights Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. He's like an NBA player and stuff and gets him in a head arm and stuff. I'm like, that's not fucking Kung Fu, man. But that was just him putting everything together. And I think that's the beauty and the essence and where we're at. And it's so weird that it took until 2019 to do it. Well, man, like the internet just has such a... Mm, that's a really good point. Like the internet has the biggest thing to do to it. And like, I'd say that, like you've trained with me before. Mm. The advantage that I have... You fucking dust me. <laughs> I'm so filthy. No, no, no. Let's get, that was an anaconda. That's the only one I've ever oh, done. Oh, really? Still. That's the only I one I've I probably defended the dust. That's why. And yeah. then you got in the anaconda, but nah, I've lost weight since then. I'm going to be more mobile yeah, next you, time. You, you were keen today for redemption. I couldn't give it to you. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um, just trying to get rolls in when I can. You know that... Yeah, that... Shout out to Lockie. Because mm-hmm. that anaconda come from his chokes right thing. and i've I yeah, was, dude i was just on a thing of like trying to make mm. that choke happen it happened um, but like my my point is that someone can get good quick mm. now mm-hmm. because of obvious again there's no like shortcuts and shit but it's just that what's available and it's refining like, and it's so and like you get a dude like like lachlan giles it like his youtube channel is mm. so like he films the video he, well, how he started it was he yeah. just started filming it for his students put it on YouTube and then yeah. everyone started watching it yeah. so essentially for free you can go to St Kilda MMA dude it's crazy I, I frequent it 
a few times a week. It's fantastic, man. It's There's insane. almost anything in there. There's like, it's, it is a database, man. And Dude. it's kind of like... And it's like, there's no secrets of like, yep. I'm showing you half the technique. You've yep. got to come to the class to... Or subscribe. Or more or yeah, something. Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah. just doing it. Yeah. And then, so that's like, you get that as a resource. And then you get another dude I really like. Is that John Thomas, BJJ? Mm-hmm. Have you seen his shit? I've heard of it. Fuck. That guy, I'm like, is so good. But again, it, it's because of... Um, like he's just putting it out but because mm-hmm. of the internet a guy like me can yeah. start it in a year yeah and just know like and i want to say no so much yeah very loosely i don't want to make it sound like uh, comparatively I know it, but in terms of what a person at my level would know or have a uh, mm-hmm. an idea of in terms of like yeah this could come from here this could come to here totally These man. Are and take you of, take you who you are right now sitting here Give a guy the same amount of training and everything that he's done in 1995 exactly. or six and whatnot, man. You will fucking strangle him, man. Yeah. You will strangle him and you'll tear him apart. So because that, there's just shit that like it just doesn't exist. Yeah. Back then, there's this new physically use of the same same amount of training or everything put aside, yeah. bar what you've learned mentally and be able to pick up same amount of training and whatnot. He's a dead man. Yeah. But and and but I think that 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 this is not jujitsu. This is this like broader thing Mm -hmm. where we're just on like this insane curve because of the internet. Yeah, sure. And I think it's the same in motocross. Like hundred percent. And and I guess to my point is like I I can come in and I can be like, okay, I can I physically can see all of jujitsu on the internet. Yeah, I can watch all the high level matches I can mm. I can see these different dudes I can look at all these different tutorials I can go on BJJ Fanatics and I can yeah. buy a DVD that explains every single type of guard every style of passing yeah every, like it's the, the fucking ma- we're living in the matrix yeah. in terms of like you put in the fucking thing yeah. and then you go I know jujitsu yeah but, it, but we're not to the download point to your brain you yeah. s- we're, we're at the point where it's, all that information is there. there the only difference to us and Neo is that we st- we have to read I hope it. it stays like this man I hope it stays like this. If you find a way to inject it into people, you've got to take fucking responsibility for your own learning and stuff like that, Mm. man. Because I think that's still going to separate the wheat from the chaff. Mm. You don't want... I I know it sounds fucked up, man. The the people who... No, you should have to earn something. Horses who are are leading themselves to water should fucking earn it, man. The people who don't give a fuck and whatnot, Careful, Jake. That's toxic masculinity. Ooh! No, I know what you mean, man. But see, that's that's where that would get used. But it is. Yeah, totally. But I agree with you. Like, you should... There's still got to be a filtration system, man. And it's not for everyone. Like, it's initially should... for everyone. Jiu-Jitsu training and whatnot, it is for everyone to attempt. Yeah. But it is still for a select few bunch of people. The people who have the proclivity to learn, the people who have the, the ability to stick it out and whatnot, man. And a lot of the people who, who just do get... have that, are, they're nerds and stuff like that, yeah. man. It's fantastic. There's a Yeah, and there's like some... Like, again, with me, it's like it's this weird outlet. It's mm. not about... Yep. It's not, a, I don't want to be a fighter. I don't want to have, it's yep. this weird thing where I've now recognized the pattern. Mm. It, it, it ticks the, um, the obsessive. Yep. That like I've, I've had multiple people in my gym mm. come to me and just say, Oh, we've seen a bunch of guys like you come along and then they go in and burn out, out and they yeah. burn out yeah. and like, fuck, I get it. Mm-hmm. But I'm sorry. I can't. Yeah, that's the gear. Well, for you as that's well. Yeah, yeah, you lose that outlet then. 
Yeah, but I think that's the other side. So if, mm. if say, you're just this obsessive person yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, burning yeah. through things. Sure. And I have burned through stuff in the past mm-hmm. where I was, like, super into golf. I was super into this. I was super into that. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, everyone would be like, oh, Jace has found another fad. But none of those things, I think, mm. they were, that was escapism. Like, yeah. I was escaping. Sure to play golf like I would escape to the golf course yeah and it would get me free of those problems totally yeah for, it was like a, a band-aid for those problems yeah I'd be like four hours on the golf course I can check out yeah I leave the golf course my problems are still there sure so I yes I get obsessive I burn myself out on something it loses interest but I think that the difference with this and again this is speculation because mm-hmm. it, this could still very well happen but I think with this is it there's the obsessive thing tick mm. but then there's also that this gives me like when i i go to escape my problems i'm also fixing them while i'm there mm. and when i leave i yeah. now have less problems sure like the problems are still the same whatever they may be but i think too a lot of times um people make problems in their head yeah because exactly what you said like there's no saber-toothed tiger coming to eat us ass first now no so like there's a reward system in the human brain that I think I think it's so overlooked the reward system is fixing problems mm-hmm. solving problems that's mm-hmm. like that's the reward doing man shit yeah like finding out what the fu- like dude this studio feels so good to sit in and talk in mm-hmm. because like I built this table mm-hmm. I built those sound yeah. panels yeah. I painted the walls 100% like, man th- th- these were problems like on Thursday I didn't think I'd be able to do it because I didn't have the table done. I was like, I've never built fucking table legs. Mm. Like there was just problems that mm. came up. But again, they're problems that like needed to be solved. And I think that nowadays, if you're not giving, like problems are going to manifest whether you like it or not. Mm. Your brain is either going to make problems mm-hmm. or you can make problems for your brain that when you solve them will have a good outcome. Mm. You know what I mean? Definitely. So it's like choose you either choose your problems you want to have Mm -hmm. and are worth fixing Mm -hmm. and you know that on the backside of fixing that problem you'll get a kick out of it yeah or don't and your brain will make up its own problems and you don't have control yeah true and they might not be problems that you are equipped to solve yeah they might not be problems you want to solve Mm. you know what i mean yeah i do i think that that is a it's something that's super overlooked and i said it to one of my friends the other day when he called me I was like, I'm having problems with my chick. Um, maybe I'm just going to go back to being single. And I was like, all right, dude, here's the thing. That's cool if you just aren't into this chick mm. and you don't really love her and you don't want to be with her and that's like your honest thing. But if on the flip side of that, it's just a problem you don't want to have, mm. then please know that if you break up with this chick and you go back to being single there's going to be problems there too. Yeah. They're going to be different problems. Yeah. But they're going to be problems. Yeah, exactly. It's like you can't, yeah, true, you true, can't true. just, you, there's no like, like every time you dump a problem or when you bail on a situation, yeah. you're not leaving the amount of problems that you have to deal with. True. You're just trading that one for like, a That's problem it. in the next thing you do. That's it, man. And then you meet, meet some other chick, you bring that baggage with you. I've done it. I've done it. Again. I've fully done yeah. it. I've, yeah. I've myself done that. Yeah, me too. And I've given that advice because I had two girlfriends in America mm-hmm. that I... At the same time? No. Oh, I was like, I yeah! Wish, 
<laughs> I wish I was pimping like that. Can't, can't claim it. Yeah, yeah. But they lasted the exact same amount of time, broke up in the same sort of way, mm-hmm. run into the same issues yeah. with both time. Yeah. And it was just me literally being that guy. Oh, good, man. Like, That's kind of cool. You take like some sort of responsibility oh, yeah. for that, man. And, and it's like I get into the relationship I'm in now mm-hmm. and hit that point as well and I was like dude you're just trading problems for problems yeah you're running away yeah yeah you're exactly. running from problems mm. into more problems and mm. if you don't fix them they're nine times out of ten gonna be the same fucking problems you're gonna be an old man with this shit you're gonna be dealing with this shit lonely 100%. and an old man and it's like waiting for the perfect person which is utter bullshit because you're not fucking perfect yeah exactly you know? man totally but it, it was it was yeah, like I think an important thing for me to realize, and I, I realize it later, and I'm I'm fucking glad that I ended up where I did. Mm. I'm glad I ended up in the relationship I'm in. Mm. All that shit, like I'm pumped it worked out the way it did. Cool. But I think it's worked out the way it did because of me deciding to try and solve good the problems with me. That's it. Not just run and run and that's run it and man run and run that's and it run. and going back to like even talking about mental health issues and stuff like that man you gotta fucking do it you gotta put your fucking one foot in front of the other it doesn't matter what it is man you just need to start moving it took me took me 12 years or whatever to, to really find the root of what's going on shit like that mm. man but if i never did it it would have never been solved like 11 years or 12 years or whatever to get it fucking sorted it's better than not doing it at all mm. and like I'm not in a good place at the moment I don't give a fuck like I don't give a shit like life's fucking hard man I've got so much going on I had a massive big week I, I have the guilt of like having to look after the young fella and make sure I'm being a good provider as well as a boyfriend and all this other shit on top like I gotta meet I just finished a massive big article this week that I had to write for someone I got my 9 to 5 on top and I just quit that job so I had to do a, a transition and everything and I'm starting a new job I've got the pressures of that going on and whatnot. But fuck man you just gotta do no one's gonna do it for you man mm. and if like you say like fucking people off and whatnot, like fucking off this person because of this shit and this person because of that and whatnot. You're you're really just waiting for something that is the square peg to the square hole to fit perfectly and whatnot. and you're gonna fucking die one day man it's never gonna just show up and be perfect you're and, just gonna and die when with it and when you're dealing with like we know they're saying nobody's perfect mm. so like when you're yeah. waiting for a circle that fits a circle or a square that fits a square you're waiting yeah. for a perfect shape to fit another perfect shape exactly they man. don't exist there's exactly, no perfect man. fucking it doesn't matter what the there. fuck you got going on like how busy you are and what's going on and shit I mean just figure, the, figure it the fuck out do man shit Mm. Going back to what we're talking about. If you're a chick, do fucking chick shit, man. Like, just put fucking one foot in the other. If it's not working, figure it out. Mm. Figure it out. If you need to cut baggage and whatnot, it's generally... If they're close to you, they're close to, to you for a reason. If you're going to treat people like baggage and whatnot, there's something going on there from the start. You'd know it. If you're in a relationship with them, you either fix it or you fuck them off. You have to deal with it. And you have to really look introspectively and look, how much did I contribute to this? If, it, mm. if it's 60-40, if it's 70-30, if you're going to do the blame game and shit like that, man, you've got to figure it the fuck out there's it's self-awareness man i think is like the the most powerful thing especially our age yeah like now like how much can you look at shit and look back and whatnot and think like even like two years ago man i look back on shit and stuff and i'm like wow i did that i didn't have shit figured out yeah i'm the same man i even i even look at stuff i say say in podcasts i'm like what the Mm. fuck were you talking about that's kind of good though you know in a way sort it of is, thing that you've got this and you can good. use it as a resource to look back and be like maybe not like that or maybe I didn't express myself properly or it's, maybe that was a, a foolish way of thinking yeah like it's good but then it's also bad because I'm judged on it and it's like I that say I 
say some fucked up shit and my I'm growing as a person every day and these podcasts help me grow who's judging you oh like literally fucking people on YouTube you know what I mean but they, it doesn't matter but what it is right is <sighs> the the stuff that bugs me that will, people will say mm-hmm. is the stuff that I'm actually self-conscious about. Mm. Like the reason it pisses me off is mm. because they're right. Mm. And it's hard to admit that. Yeah, for sure. Because I want to be just defensive. For sure. And yeah, I want to yeah, just yeah, go yeah, yeah. like, fuck you, dude. This is harder than you think it is. I'm not fucking claiming to be an expert. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. Like I'm just literally sh- sharing a conversation that I'm having. And no one and does it eloquently on the internet, man. No, fuck no. no. But I mean, that's, that's what I'm, it's, it is hard because like, I, what what's the alternative like I print a retraction to everything I say mm. over three hours that I yeah. don't actually yeah like, totally now I've like oh I've grown since I said that mm. but it's like maybe I need to stop worrying about that and just think about yes. you know what people are learning with me and if that person totally. hears what I said and is like this dude is a fucking moron and then they just drop off along the way. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, fuck. It's not for it them, what, man. Yeah, it is it's what jiu-jitsu. it is. That's yeah. another person that fell by the wayside. It's not for them, man. They mm. get, like, it's cool that they gave it a go and shit like that. But first of all, like you said, look at the people judging you, man. They're either going to be along for the ride or if they judge you, it's not for fucking them. Mm. It's not for them. And then and then it, it's uh, it's like a credit to the people that will see this, maybe yeah. this episode. They're like, totally. oh, man, yeah, I can remember a fucked up, dumb shit he said, but yeah. like maybe I was being too hard on that or whatever. You go know? back, go back and listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, the very first episode. Yeah, I should. Eh? I've never. I don't think I've ever watched that. One. Do that, man. You'll probably feel I did it as a little experiment thing because we're going to get to this as well, like starting a podcast yeah, yeah. and whatnot. But I did it as a little thing, man, because I see it and it's like perfect. I'm looking at what gears he got. Like he's got all these fucking guests and shit like that. I went back as a thing and to his very first one, and it is dog shit yeah right. and it's great like that was great i'm like cool man like even he started somewhere i'm obviously not a ufc commentator and things like that um so he's got like a bit of a fame platform to work on and shit like that man but it was fucking nice to see yeah like, sort of thing and whatnot you can't look at the end goal sort of thing and be like why isn't it yeah, like that immediately ryan gambin he came on the podcast yesterday he's a good um, dude eh? Oh, you know, right? He sparred yeah, one Yeah, because he said he'd dudes. come up to Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spencer, uh, he's the heavyweight. He's the yeah, heavyweight. We got yeah. used to play NRL and whatnot. Yep, um, so yep, we, yep. we need big bodies and whatnot there. It was funny, man, because Gambin is a fucking, he's a brick shit ass. Eh? Yeah, so Spencer's like, oh, Ricky wants me to come in. He's a, the head coach at Empire Martial Arts. He wants me to come in on Saturday to do some sparring. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. I'm not going to be there. I'm going to have the young fella and stuff like that. I'll find out later on that it was Ryan Gambin. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, how'd you go to Spencer? And he was like, fuck, man. I rocked up. And there was a cloud sitting there with shoes on because he's just muscle, man. He just looks like a fucking big sack of potatoes. And he's not that big for nothing fucking... 100%, man. Former Olympian. Normal Gold Coast yeah. fucking dude, you see. 100%. Full of shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. motherfucker is... He, li- he exists in beast mode unit like yeah. I, I've done I've done all my exercise science and my sport development shit and my degrees and stuff like that man he opens his mouth for 10 seconds sort of thing and I'm listening to him yeah and that says a lot man I'm normally the cunt drawing the fucking yeah. I'm like sucking the air out of the room man but yeah fucking total legit dude man on the subject of podcasting yeah yeah so I want to give people we never did an intro to this um, no. I'll do it like an intro dude this intro. was like kind of the whole reason <laughs> not yeah, the whole yeah. reason but this was like the well that was like the we thing that take. I was going to lead into was yeah. the, the fact that but yeah fuck it I love it mm. um, the I we're friends through author mm. where we've trained together a few times yeah and uh, 
Shout out to Nick as well. Um, Sup, Nick? Sup, dog? And basically, you had talked to me about wanting to, hey, man, what gear should I get? This and that to do the podcast. 100%. And man. I was like, dude, fuck all that. Just come on the podcast. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And I was a bit taken aback and I was like, fuck, man. But this is, again, this is like, am I avoiding failure or am I seeking? Well, that's why I just, like, I don't know. I just wanted to, like, yeah. throw you into this because cool, I, I appreciate it. But there's people that, there's people that I know mm. that you just see them and you're like, you've got something. Yeah. You should do more with this. Yeah, true. If you don't do this, it mm. will be a shame to me. Because yeah, right. I would like to listen. That's how I, that's how I like to think. Yeah. So, about myself, yeah. Yeah, so for this, I was just like, you know what? We just got to get him in. This might be the thing that fires you up. To, yeah, totally. To really do it. I'm, Obviously, having, a, you I'm can having a bit of a shit time, to be honest. No, I'm, <laughs> I was joking. Gonna say, Fuck I'm joking, dude. Killer. No, no, no. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's it. But, um, but yeah, so I was like, we've got to get you in. And then the, the other thing, the other side of it, which we've been talking about, is the depression, anxiety side. Because Yeah, man. And I think that'll be, be a big part of it if I, I do will, decide to. Do you, you make that a part of your own? Fuck yeah, dude. Dude, you'll get, you'll get really good responses. 100%, man. And like, we started this podcast off a little bit on the fucking down because we, we, it was a bit of a bummer, like sort of thing to start the podcast out from, but no, put that aside, was... I'm a bit of a silly goose. Yeah. Like, I think I've got a lot to say about a lot of things and that's why my side gigs on the side, whether I'm writing posts, whether I'm doing social media coordination, whether I'm doing MMA commentary and things like that. Like I've, I've had a fucking interesting sort of life, man. And I'm, I'm not the guy who will tell you even when I'm training dudes in fighting and stuff like that I'm not the guy that'll be like this is the absolute perfect way man yeah. I'm the guy that's like don't do this like yeah. I did this and this shit was fucked up like um, I got a ton of stories like that like if I told you the story about when I finally had the MMA fight oh you've sort of told me like oh maybe like I think Nick was yeah. like at one eternal MMA like Nick was like you don't get fucking this story like we've we'll, we'll already built it up we'll jump we'll jump straight yeah, into yeah, it, sort of it yeah. so I had like three fight camps before sort of thing. And I'm just like, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the swimmer who never got in the pool sort of thing. Cause I, I run an MMA Facebook page called MMA aficionado and stuff like that. It's like a keyboard warrior, a little fun, like little groupie, like, like the culture of MMA sort of thing where it's fun and whatnot. I was like, I don't want to be the guy. Like I train MMA and stuff like that. I don't want to look back and be like, I never had a fight. So I had three month uni break on and I'm like, let's just get into it sort of thing. I lost a ton of weight. I was about 93 kilos, started training pretty hard and whatnot. I lost about, 10 kilos got to about 83 and mm. I'm like 77 sitting right there that's well to weight like 77 kilos sort of thing that's sort of what I said at yeah I, I, I keep cutting weight and I'm training hard and stuff like that I'm eating healthy and I'm kind of like fuck like, I reckon I can make 70 sort of thing I'll be a big long sort of 70 kilo dude and whatnot <laughs> man so training it gets to about after the first six weeks, I've got about six weeks left. I get matched up and stuff. And I'm like, sweet. That's another debut sort of dude. Even though I've been training with like guys in the UFC, like Dylan Andrews, Benny Alloway and stuff like that. I had a fucking cracker gym, but I'm, I'm thrown into the wolves and stuff. I'm like, sweet. I'm going to fucking kill this guy sort of thing. I'm going to be 70 kilos. I'll blow back up to like a, a bigger sort of weight by the time it comes fight night. About six weeks out sort of thing, I just hit this wall where I'm just like, I'm eating fuck all food, man. I'm eating like only veggies and chicken breast so and how, stuff what did like you start that. At? 93 kilos. That's too much. And then I get down to 83 pretty quickly, man. I'm, in, I'm intermittent fasting intermittent fasting and stuff like that but I'm only eating my calories on top of that intermittent fasting is still calorie calorie out like energy and whatnot and I'm burning thousands of calories in training and I'm doing two a days and stuff like that and I hit the overtraining fucking wall man like and when I say wall I got down to a weight where I'm like I'm looking pretty shredded and I'm taking photos of my abs and I'm like yeah sick 
that was about 76 kilos sort of thing and then from there on was just the fucking shadow zone man yeah. where I think I went we've all got a blueprint of how much we're meant to weigh and whatnot and I started going way from my set point um, so I'm, I'm six weeks in my coach is kind of like how's your cardio and stuff like that and I take heaps of this on myself man I didn't ask any of the pro fighters like what are you doing what are you doing with this what are you doing for recovery how much you're eating and stuff like that man I was having way under a thousand calories a day dude like, that's way like under, fucking man. 100% that's so crazy. like I'm not telling my coach shit man and my coach is fantastic he's beautiful he's one of my this is my former coach when I, when I was training there he's beautiful fantastic human one. but I'm not giving him any of that input so he can give me back and be like listen you fucking idiot I'm doing two a days eight days in a row to the point where I'm so fucking tired and run down but because I think more is more more is more I'm going to train more and do this more and cut back on food and I'm going to be shredded and be as fucking like this and that and whatnot. so I, I hit the shadow zone man and I'd just met the missus sort of thing and she just jumps in like right here sort of thing and I'm still infatuated with MMA I'm training I go home I play the game or I watch fights and do all that sort of thing but I get to a point where if I'm laying down on my back in bed my my stomach would go concave like so and there's about Mm. there's a couple inches between my belly button and my spine sort of thing and i i'm fucking i'm well in there hey and i'm just like everything goes out of shit i can't sleep i can't do anything and i again i'm trying to do more is more and i'm like fuck i'm not keeping up like like i'm not up to the standard that all the other guys are doing and whatnot so coach is like man where's your cardio at and this and that i'm like i'll sort it i'll sort it i'll like sort of thing and so before training i start running the block which is about a kilometer if you can do the, the kilometer in a certain amount of time, like three times or whatever, three rounds, that's going to be like what an amateur fight is, like three three-minute rounds sort of thing. I can't do a kilometer. I'm dragging, man, and I'm heaving, like trying to breathe and stuff, and liquid is pouring out of me to the point where I get back to the gym, my eyes are black from running, and people are like, are you all right, man? Like people are stopping me and being like, whoa, and stuff. Like I'm soaking into the mat while I then throw my gear on and do jiu-jitsu and shit like that, man. But gets closer to the fight, um, gets worse, goes even more downhill and stuff like that. If I'm if I'm hooking up with the missus, we're like newly whatnot and stuff like that. My test was so low, my testosterone was so low that I couldn't finish the job. I got lead in the pencil, man, but just nothing's going on. Finally, it smashes it down. I get to um, the weigh-ins and I'm just hanging, hanging to fucking drink and like eat and stuff like that. Night before, oh no, sorry, two nights before, do the bath you know about the bath mm. so it's a bath you put a lot of salts in it it's kind of hot um, you get in there and you sweat out a couple of kilos I had about four and a half kilos to, um, to sweat out sort of thing which is it's not too bad five kilos sort of thing 10% you don't want to go out of that so I'm well in that 10% of my, um, my, my weight range so we do it with this old grizzly veteran who's cut 14 kilos in a day before and he's just like you'll be fucking right did it the hard way sort of thing and whatnot, dude me and this other bloke who's going to fight in the same night we get in the room where the bath is, man, and just the heat. Yeah, like the, the steam. Heat, like it's drying my eyes out sort of thing. And I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Old mate's like, I'm not getting in that shit. Like you can see how fucking like the steam coming off the bath and whatnot. He's like, I'm not getting in that shit. And I'm like, fuck, like one of us has to do it sort of thing. He's like, come on, boy, like get in sort of thing, stuff like that. Dude, I put my toe in and it's molten lava, bro, like molten lava. And I'm like, fuck, man, is this what it is? I'd done three fight camps before for fights that fell apart and I wasn't going to cut weight for them. This was at another gym. Now I'm at this big bad gym where I need to live up to where all the mm. pro fighters and stuff are doing me. I'm like, fuck, man, it's hot as fuck. We're debating like back and forth and with old mate, like who's going to, who's going to get in this bath and the whole time 
time, I'm like, if we keep debating, like in my head, I'm like, this bar's going to cool down and then I can get in. Yeah. Sort of thing. Um, I've been pretty on top of my panic attacks and stuff like that. Like up until this point, even through camp and stuff like that, dude, I would have lost a kilo sweating from panic attacks, man. This thing's so fucking hot. We get in finally sort of thing, man. And it's burning. Like it feels like that I'm getting tattooed on my whole body. That's what it's burning and I'm shaking and I'm going fucking and in my head I'm counting like just count to 100 count to 100 sort of thing he's got the timer on so I can sweat out and lose this weight and shit like that we're taking turns and stuff like that this is the Thursday we don't weigh in um, until Friday like in the PM um, for the fight night man I cut the weight to four, 4.5 I'm on 70 kilos 70 point something or whatnot to make it I go home dude that's insane to I, be that low because I I got down it gets worse I was like, I think the worst or the most I've gone down to is like 71. Yeah. yeah. And like, How'd you feel? I'm a way smaller dude than you. Yeah. I was, I was sickly, man. But it was like that false pretense where I'm like, this is all coming off like so easily and whatnot. But I, I get down to 70 point something and I just lay there in the air conditioning, finally getting off. I'm having panic attacks the whole time I'm in the bath. My skin is like killing me, man. And the next day my feet are burnt legitimately burnt and i'm like i'm gonna have to go fight someone and like walking around on my feet it hurts but um i get it all off that day find out um the guy who i'm living with at the moment he sort of thing he's like oh we've been kicked out and i've just cut all weight and stuff like that i'm like what do you mean man he's like you've got to help me like we've got to get out in a couple days sort of thing you've got to help me move everything dude i'm dehydrated there's no saliva in my mouth i'm dehydrated and i'm lifting tables and chairs and putting them in the garage thing just hanging around like waiting to go to weigh-ins and shit like that man my muscles were like it felt like i had wood like under my skin like my muscles are made of wood man and i'm trying to lift this stuff and i was like just don't pass out because i'm helping him and stuff like that i can't be like no bro i can't help this sort of thing so that's that's what we do we get to weigh-ins and I'm sitting there just hanging out. The missus is working out money for tickets sold and stuff like that. And I'm just sitting there like a fucking corpse, man. My eyes are sunk into my head. I'm not drinking any water. Um, finally, they're like, all right, Jake, two more and then you're up sort of thing. And I just had this massive panic attack sort of thing. And I'm like, I got to piss. Like I got a nervous piss sort of thing. I go into the toilet. Um, old mate comes in who's fighting on the same card as me sort of thing. He, he comes in as well. And I piss for about two minutes. And I've got no moisture in my body, man. And I'm pissing and it looks like Coke. Yeah, that's crazy. So it's just like so this kidney is protein. Yeah. This is protein, like muscle breakdown and stuff like yeah. that. And I'm pissing, man. I get on the scales. I'm nearly a kilo and a half underweight. Oh. So after that, drinking tons of fucking, um, what do you call that shit? Like, like electrolytes. Yeah, yeah, electrolyte drinks and stuff like that. I'm drinking tons of that. I have this big fucking meal, which is a no-no now, man. Nobody said nothing to me. I'm drinking this all this shit within an hour I'm eating this stuff apparently you need to let the electrolytes do their work and stuff like that before you can eat dude I have a brick in my gut I have like this load like this heavy bearing thing in my gut sort of thing I go home I can't sleep because my guts are so fucked up and whatnot Mm. I get fuck all sleep I wake up fight day man I'm eating I'm drinking I'm having like a little bit of chocolate and stuff like that and all all healthy stuff too like nothing too much out of fight camp like still eating salads during the day and stuff like that I cut 4.5 to get to 70 and then I was 1 point something under so I'm about 6 kilos down that I could potentially get back within that thing I put a kilo and a half on when I got into the cage damn I don't know where it went, man. Like glycogen stores in my muscles and stuff like that. I don't know where it was and stuff like that. So for whatever reason, man, maybe it was that massive big feed that just slowed everything down and whatnot because I had to digest yeah. it. I didn't put any of that weight on. The dude who I fight, I ended up fighting a guy who I went to high school with. I had about three um, opponent changes coming into that fight. 
dude I fight is a guy from high school. He's had about four or something fights before. If you get an opponent on late notice in MMA, it's going to be a guy who's a bit more experienced. Yeah. They're going to be the guys who are going to want to fight some guy on their debut. And he's a blue belt. I'm still a white belt this time in jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like, fuck Damn, it, man. I couldn't imagine doing an MMA fight as a white belt. Yeah. Yeah, I just didn't give a shit, man. But I just wanted to be that guy. I'd be like, yeah, I've had a fight. Like, I got it out of the yeah. way. Sort of thing, stuff like that. Um, well, worth mentioning as well, my brother... I haven't spoken, spoken to my dad in years, that kind of thing, um, up to this. My brother was the first one to have a baby that week coming into the fight sort of thing, stuff like that. And I'm like, I can't be there. Like, I'm cutting away, like this and that. And they don't understand this and whatnot. I'm the only one not there sort of thing. And at some point, I'm talking to my mum on the phone. I'm like, oh, how is she? Like, how much does she weigh and stuff like that? So the four brothers, man, this is the first. I'm like, I'm an uncle and stuff like that. It's cool. I'm the only one not there, man. Mum's like, I put dad on the phone sort of thing. And this is like, as I'm getting ready for a fight sort of thing, he gets the phone and I hear like a ruffling sort of thing and stuff like that. And he just passes it to someone else. Like he just doesn't want to talk to me. And I'm like, fuck man. Like the last thing I sort of needed at this point and stuff. So there's that, there's that and acceptance from you, the old boy that I don't even get. Yeah. And you were sort of almost doing this fight to try and prove yourself to him. I think way. so, man. I knew he was going to be there. He did end up being there at the fight and whatnot. So so fast forward um, back to the fight day and whatnot. I do all this sort of stuff. We rock up. I'm training, like like warming up and stuff like that. I walk out. Fight gets underway. My whole game plan is I'm super rangy. Jab, keep this guy back because he's short and he's stocky. And I know he's going to try and grapple me and get me to the ground. So clinch up if he comes in. Try and blast him with knees. Get an underhook. Throw him into the fence and then break sort of thing. Set up leg kicks. Eventually when he starts checking, either sweep the leg or front kick him in the face. Because I, I can front kick someone from fucking next door. It all starts working and whatnot. He starts bringing the leg up. I sweep his leg out. He drops. And I go, right. Like, he's, he's eating the bait sort of thing. He's checking. He's bringing that leg up. He's essentially a flamingo. Right, when he does it this time, I'm going to blast him in the face when there's 10 seconds left. Works perfectly. He puts his leg up. Stands up on one like, like a flamingo sort of thing. And I go, bam. Like Anderson Silva. I kick him with the ball of my foot. So my toes oh, go back. Heel. I hit him oh, yeah, with, yeah. The, with, the, with the top sort of thing. And yeah. I blast him in the chin. And his eyes roll back into his head. And the bell goes. I throw another jab because I'm like, oh, his eyes roll in the back of his head. I'm, all I'm thinking is that avoid value. I'm like, oh, I can go home. Like, yeah. I, I can get out of this cage. Like sort of thing. I loved it. I had like insane adrenaline rush. But I hit him again after the bell because it's like if I hit him again and he goes down and doesn't it's get over, up sort yeah. of thing like like I totally own it like it's over and I can like sort of like this fucking like I lost 23 kilos yeah to be here sort of thing and like I can go home and like I can stop putting the missus through this shit man like I can get my dick back like my dick will start working again <laughs> like all this stuff man in just one split second when I kick him in the head so he drops and whatnot but some shit goes on the the guy um the ref is too busy coming at me sort of thing. He's like, you hit him off the bell. You can't do that shit. Da, 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 da. While they're doing that, the, his um, corner comes in, pick him up. He's fucked, man. He's proper fucked. I'm like, TKO. Like, he's dropped. Like, he's not going to make it back to the stool. They take him to his stool in this time and they're giving him this and that and stuff like that. While the judges are near his corner, they're all being like, you can't do that. Fucking hit him after the bell. Da, 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 da. So trying it. Like, they're in the, you can't do that. You can't talk to the judges, man. They're all talking to the judges. They're giving a spin on the fact that I just blasted this guy in the face and they're trying to take that knockdown away. Mm. So whatever happens, happens, man. It's all good and stuff like that. I actually kick him in the face, you know, like a cartoon looking bone. The neck right near where the head of the bone is. They're, they're, they're what I blast him with. The neck snaps in two of the bones in my feet. 
oh. in, my, in my foot, in my right foot sort of thing. And it goes numb, like totally cold. And I'm like, I've done something sort of thing, stuff like that. Like it's quarter, I go back to my corner, sit down. I'm sitting on there. I'm like, fuck, something's happened. I get up off the stool and I feel this crunch. Ugh. And I go cold, man. And I go, something's wrong. Like the adrenaline's still pumping and stuff. It feels super numb. And I feel this crunch. And the ref's like, all right, like fucking back at it sort of thing. And I'm like, oh shit, man. Like something's wrong. I take a, I take a step forward and it's like gravel. And I feel this crunch, crunch, crunch. And my whole thing was like, he's going to come forward. I'm going to dance around and move and, and stuff like that. And then I'm going to kick. Away, yeah. Dude, he starts blasting me. Oh, I can't move on my back foot sort of thing. I can't fight shit for Southport. Like I, I, that was not part of the game plan or anything like that. So I'm crunching this foot, crunching this foot and I'm freaking. And for some reason, you just think this sort of way. I feel like the ref has got some sort of x-ray vision. He can tell I'm injured and he's going to wave the fight off. Do you know what I mean? Like these mm. irrational sort of things are going through my head. While this dude is just running at me and blasting me and getting me into the cage. And I'm just balling up sort of thing, just hoping they're not going to stop it. Eventually thankfully in a way sort of thing this is my mind at the time he grabs me i don't put a whizzer in to sort of kill his underhook and he takes my back and drags me down and all i'm thinking is he's got my back horrible position to be in he's working for a choke and i'm like thank fuck i'm not on my feet mm. which is a shit way to be like the way of thinking and whatnot but i spend pretty much the whole round there the whole time i'm just going oh my god like i'm looking down while he's trying to choke me and i'm like are the bones poking out of my foot sort of thing Eventually that round ends So he stole that round Like he beat the fuck out of me In that round I end up getting up And kicking him in the legs At the end of the round To try and save face Third round comes on He gasses And I'm thinking During the fight I'm like fuck He took it on short notice I hope he gasses and stuff Which is a weak mindset If you go in there Hoping that There's yeah. a detriment In your, your opponent's camp if you're, if you're banking on them Having Making mistakes Gassing and stuff like that But I come out And he starts gassing And whatnot And I'm like I can't stand anymore um, I'm going to have to take him down. So eventually he gasses so much, I take him down, blast him and whatnot with my burnt feet. <laughs> now has a broken, broken, like two broken phones in my, uh, bones in my right foot. I'm trying to work and stuff from top and I'm just freaking out and the ref calls it and then it's all over sort of thing. And then he beat me by, I think it was like one point or whatever sort of thing. It done like something like that. But at that point in time, the competitive side of MMA man it was just like I lost 23 kilos I got concussed a few times in training I got concussed in training I ate a stiff one from a southpaw I think it was Dylan who fought in the UFC um bam down the pipe but I've put my head down he's punched me in the uh. forehead he's punched me in the forehead so hard I felt my chin hit my chest and right after it I was like oh I feel a bit sick sort of thing I come out of training I got my bag I throw my bag into the car I've told this story before and I get in the car and there's no steering wheel and I'm like whoa I'm like what the fuck man like I'm like I'm embarrassed I'm like oh like I can't figure this scenario out I'm like, like did I get in someone else's car Just I'm like, where's my steering wheel I got in the back seat of the car to drive home and it actually got worse from there I have a job like in sales and stuff at the time I'm talking to people and like this lady comes up and goes okay like here's my email like um my email address and I'm like yep give it to me sort of thing she gives me an email and I um, I started writing down my own phone number instead of the email and she's like oh what are you doing sort of thing and it takes me a second for, like, to realise sort of thing and stuff like that I'm like I'm writing my own phone number and she's trying to give me her email but anyway after it went on that really put a salty like, sort of thing on the competitive side of MMA like four fucking fight camps man to have that camp and then go into that and I, I own all of it man I was at one of the best gyms in Australia if not the best gym in Australia at the time didn't ask for any help didn't do anything made all these wrong mistakes like all the wrong mistakes I made in life with my anxiety and mental illness and stuff like that man but to come full circle sort of thing it'd be interesting to do a podcast <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> 
Yeah, fucking oath. Fucking cool, eh? Yeah. Like, in a way, and looking back on it and stuff like that, man, and I just still maintain myself. Like, I don't call myself a coach with any of the dudes and stuff like that, man. I'm the dude. I'm trying to be the world's best training partner when it comes to that sort of stuff. I'm just the world's best training partner. Don't do this shit. Yeah. Which is sometimes invaluable, man. Yeah. Which is totally invaluable. Because you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, that's exactly right, man. That's exactly right. Like, and that's why people, like, ask me stuff about mental health as well. I'm like, don't do this. Mm. I can tell you that much. Like, don't fucking do this. Do this. Explore this on your own. Go talk to a professional and figure out this and this and this. Because that's... Fuck, don't do this. That's what I was saying before is that I get a lot of messages because we've... It's just come up. Like, we've just spoken about Mm. mental health stuff. Yeah. Something that I... I wouldn't say I struggle with depression. Mm Mm-hmm. So I, I don't feel like I should be talking to people that are. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, but at the same time, I get these super personal messages. I get these mm. people that do reach out for help, and and then I'm like, I I, I don't want to brush them, mm. but then it's like at the same time, I'm not a professional. This isn't what That's I it, do. Man. This isn't. That's it. You know, and I don't you, claim to say. Yeah. You don't know what what how it's going to affect them, sort of thing, like whatnot. It's like they could take that total wrong way. It could send them down. Dude, I path. even sent a message last night to my good friend Crawley, and mm. he's gone through some stuff. Yeah. Um, that he just found out, and I sent him a message, and I like I related it back to my own experience. Yeah. And because it's about losing someone, like sure. a loved one. Yeah. And then I sent this message, and I basically just said like, I um this is what happened this just happened to us and I don't think anyone can say the right thing I just Mm. think you've got to feel the emotions yeah and then I stopped and I was like fuck like I just compared as soon as he told me something I just compared it to my own experience I'm glad you sort of brought that up man which is which is it comes from the right place yeah sort of thing but but you're taking away from him you're taking that spotlight away and then I immediately text back and I said fuck I just reread that and I wasn't trying to compare the two. No, one life is never equal mm. to or worth another. That, no, I don't, you know, I wasn't man, the doing fact that. that you picked up on it. Yeah, but it's fuck. It, but that's what I mean. It's so tricky because yeah, it is. Like I didn't. I I knew what I was trying to say, mm-hmm. and especially through a text or through an email or something like that. Yeah. But then I wrote the retraction and said, look. I wasn't trying to compare all I was saying that with what I went through, the experience that I had, the thing that I learned from it is that no one can say anything to make you feel better. So I don't want to give you a piece of advice. Yeah. I just want to tell you that if I can do something for you, yeah. let me know. Yeah. Like that. But so I had all of the right intentions. Exactly. I just said the wrong thing. And even then last, I was like, fuck, like this is so hard to it's good. try and help Yeah, where people. you're coming from as well sort of thing. You're sort of, you're sort of looking for the right thing to say without saying it, mm. but you're also not trying to go down the path where it's like, this is what you need to do to fix it. Da, 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 da. it's so tricky man sometimes like, just being there or like when you give someone a thing like you know everything happens for a reason yeah. like you give someone yeah, you don't like want to be a, a Hallmark cliche. card yeah. yeah and like it's just like fuck bro this person just died yeah that it sucks yeah there's no you know and so it's like to say everything happens for a reason or just think of the positives one of my it's like um, that to me is like it seems like a cop out yeah my brother he married a beautiful lady that had two kids already. So there's two stepsons sort of thing that one of them moved in with them 
um, with his girlfriend at the time because I think they were going to save to go away or build or get a house or something like that. So they get a she gets a job that's about an hour away working as a hairdresser. He gets a job doing something else. Um, he normally sits there, the young fella. He sit there wait for her to come home. So he's sitting there waiting for her to come home. She's late coming home from the hairdresser sort of thing and he starts fucking worrying and whatnot. And you know on facebook you get those like alert like there's been a crash here traffic's gonna come and stuff like that hands up being like it's not like her to be like an hour and a half late like she won't pick up her phone and stuff like that gets this alert sort of thing there's been a crash he drives out there sort of thing it's her so she's dead they've barely got like any of the stuff up he's like one of the first people there like just the ambulance is rocking up he sees everything everything the car is it's like a crushed Coke can sort of thing. And he, he, he gets all of this, man. And so everyone's there and stuff and it's really upsetting and obviously like all, all of the above and whatnot. But what I want to get to sort of thing is that he's sitting out the front and I sort of just, I'm the last one to sit there next to him, man. He's obviously crying and stuff like that. And he doesn't say shit to anyone. And I just sat there with him for three hours. Just didn't say anything. And after I didn't say shit, man, I just sort of sat there, man. Just like, next to him just next to him just looking out there's the sky and the birds and stuff and he'd cry and he'd sort of stop and we'd both look up at the sky and he'd cry and stop and then out of nowhere he just looks at me and he goes like starts telling me about their Europe trip and I didn't say shit mm. and I didn't say shit man like I like to at least think that that meant the world to him because everyone else was doing the thing like if there's anything I can do and this and that and da 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 worst thing he, that could have happened to um, Josh is that he sat there by himself mm. so man sometimes it's just the fact that you exist and you just you are there and you're in that moment and that you are somebody to talk to man I think it's shit in a phone to be perfectly honest yeah I not, not, not because you, you have a like proclivity you have to reply you have mm. to say something sort of thing and whatnot. so in that instance and it's obviously very very hard if someone's like far away and you just can't be there with them man sort of thing but at least at the very least just being there Screaming kids. Speaking of not yet, someone dying. Yet. Yeah, I know that's Jesus. fucking weird. Yeah. Uh, anyway, someone's having fun upstairs. Um, yeah, man. Like it's just, how do you console someone over the phone? I, I would only, and taking that as experience, like I could only do it in person. Mm. Yeah. Well, with so we lost Ricky's mum mm-hmm. a year ago, mm. and we found out eight weeks before she died. So she got cancer, pancreatic cancer. And it was eight weeks. I was in America at the time. That was basically the reason I moved. And I, I literally haven't been back since. Um, mm. But yeah, so we find out and we get like no time and we drive. So I fly home from America mm. when I find out. And oh, I had to be there for a couple of weeks. Right. But she's like going, it's going to be fine. I feel fine. You know, mm. they haven't given me any time no one rushed to do this and that but I like I had a real sense of urgency about it yeah. because Ricky lived in Brisbane her mum lived in Cairns mm. and Rick was still working at the time like sure. doing real estate and yeah. and uh, she it was just this situation of like no big deal and I think everyone was in denial at the start so everyone didn't sure. didn't want to just like pack up their whole lives and go to cans and just sit there and wait for because it, it starts out when you when you when you find out and you get that diagnosis and stuff it all always starts out like oh you're sick mm. like, what does sick mean yeah there's no gravity totally yeah. man yeah. yeah yeah so i think and, that's totally fair and 
I think there's also the denial of it. Mm. So, and like by by not just packing up your life and sitting there waiting for your mum to die. Yeah. You, if you just keep living... Pancreatic cancer, man, that is it's a... It's like the it's worst. A, it's a sentence. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's like, you know, almost this thing, like if I just stayed doing the same thing, like she won't go yet. So anyway, I finished what I had to do in America. Like peace out, come home. And I, I get home and I think we're home for like maybe a week or something. Mm. I hadn't been home in fucking ages and, mm. you know, I'm trying to figure shit out. We're trying to make plans. Ricky's quitting her job. We're trying to like get everything together because then we just move mm. back to Cairns. So we drive and we've got everything packed mm. to be there for like fucking six months if we have to. Pretty grim. And I, dude, I just, I recorded like, I actually recorded the Toby podcast yeah. and the Harley podcast, episode two and three yeah. of the podcast. And Whoa. I went home and I was like so into it. And I was like, well, okay, that'll just stop. Like, so mm. we, we just stopped everything. Yeah. And then went home and we got there on Saturday and she died on Sunday. And it was like the fucking gnarliest shit, dude, to like, and we even saw like we were there obviously the whole time but we yeah like so we went out in the morning we went to the beach went to the markets and then rick's friends came over and we all were hanging out and like laughing and talking shit and like her mum seemed fine and then i was like i'm gonna go for a mountain bike ride yeah and then ricky ended up driving us to the top of the hill we all rode down i left my phone in the car because i i smashed it like I, i had it in my pocket but I fucking crashed and just smashed my screen. Fuck. So I was like, oh, I'm going to leave it. It was one of the first times I've left my phone in yeah. so fucking long. And I honestly had a weird feeling about leaving my phone. And um, then, so yeah, I leave my phone and then we ride, we do Clifton's. I'm with my uncle. He's like my fucking favorite person ever. I'd never see him. Mm. So then he's like, we should ride to McAllister's, the brewery. Mm. So I, but not going back to get my phone. Yeah. So then I go down the hill, I drive down to McAllister's and, and I had like a weird feeling, but it wasn't no, like when my granddad died, I woke up in the morning and I knew he was dead. Mm. Like I just, no one had told me, I just knew my granddad was dead. Yeah. But this, I had a bad feeling about leaving my phone, but it's just like a what if, mm. but I did yeah, yeah, have yeah. a feeling that it was, yeah. you know, sometimes right. you do like an ear, you do it's it, you're intuition. like, oh, yeah, 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 you have yeah. that. This wasn't that. Mm-hmm. So then... I'm just, I had like a little bit of guilt, but then I was also, the other part of my brain was going like, I want to let Rick just hang with her mum. Yeah. Because like, okay, I was, I'd just come back from America and like, I hadn't seen Rick and there was like, a lot, it felt like there was more attention on me than what I wanted. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Because I hadn't been okay, around. Okay. That goes back to what we were talking about before mm. that spotlight shift. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So then, um, so then anyway, I have a couple beers and then my mum calls Glenn my uncle mm. and it's like you got to get Jace to go back to the house Rick's mum's gone to hospital I think it's going to be fine but the ambulance came so then I was just on my bike so I fucking sprinted on my bike for like 2k's just mm. wedged as hard as I could go yeah. it was gnarly dude like I've never fucking pushed my body that hard yeah. but I've also never felt that good physically doing it like right. it was really weird. Right. Like I just could do it. There yeah. was no, there was no, there was no barriers. No, nah, there was like, no yeah. barriers. Yep. Like, in, you know, when you run, you're like, fuck, yep. my legs get tired. But, yeah. and then you start thinking about stopping. And, but my legs were fucked. I was, I was cooked. Yeah. 2K sprint. Yeah. Got in, 
got in the car, grabbed my phone, saw all the messages. Then I had to ride six Ks mm. to Ricky's house mm. because we'd all had like a couple beers. I just, I couldn't get in yeah. and I just didn't want to risk it because yeah. I just thought this is going to be, I'd rather be 15 minutes late yeah. Then get pulled over for drink driving and blah 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 Sweet. and like I could turn I could fuck this You'd situation. Be a black sheep. Oh, I would I it would be fucked. Yeah. And um so anyway, so six Ks just fucking Lance Armstrong status, bro. Mm. Just mm. absolutely sending Without it. Without the drugs. <laughs> yeah. And then I get to I get to the house and um one of her aunties was there and was going anyway, so I just jumped mm. in their car. Mm. And um get there and then it was like I don't know, maybe like seven, eight o'clock when she passed away at like 11.30. And it was like the gnarliest fucking, the gnarliest experience of my life. Like it was so, I was like legit. Yeah. I'm like heartbroken. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to look at just like how much pain that was causing Ricky. Like it was fucked up, dude. It's brutal. um, Especially but, for a loved one. Like, you almost want to be like, it obviously hurts you. I wanted it to happen to me, not Yeah, exactly. Her, you know? Exactly. Like, give me some yeah. of it. Let me shoulder some of oh. this burden. And you just can't, man. You and know, I felt can't. like, yeah, and I felt like numb to it. Yeah. Like, but I could see how much pain Ricky was in. Yeah. But then I felt numb to that pain. And then I felt so guilty. Yeah. I just was like, fuck, let me have this shit. Yeah, like, exactly, I'll take man. it. Just, yeah, exactly. I'll do it. That's fucking it. That's how you know you love someone, man. Mm. When it's some of that. I had the same instance. I was drunk and fucked up at my older brother's house. My older brother's got burns to about, I think it's about 40% of his body. So all his face, all his chest, he had to get, um, he had to get skin grafts on his legs just to piece his face back together. Um, sort of thing and I like just one night just on the piss man I fucking broke down to him as well and I was like why did you get all of it yeah. sort of thing it was just one of those fuckhead drunk moments sort of thing but like that guilt sort of thing it's like I just even said to him I was like it's unfair mm. like, for you to wear all this man I think that speaks a lot to your relationship man that you fucking you want to take some of that hurt away from someone even, like that even now I still do like it's mm. fucking gnarly but that like last night it when I was talking with Crawley and texting him mm. um, and I don't like he's made it public I want to post a link they've set up like a GoFundMe for cool. his, his friend and stuff like that so it's not like I'm talking out yeah, of school yeah, yeah. you know like yeah. he has made it public this issue totally. um, but yeah like I said to I just said to Rick I was like you know what do you wish people did for you mm. because I went through it but I didn't go through it like she did no and I just if I lost my mum, like, I'd be fucked. Mm. And and it's hard. Like, even day-to-day life, like, I find it really hard to, like, relate. Or, yeah. like, I want to put more importance yep. on it than I probably do. But it's such a hard balance to know, like, what you should be doing. Mm. Should I be doing... Should I be bringing up those feelings for mm-hmm. her? Yeah. Or should I be letting her deal with them? Or, yeah. But like she said last night... She's like, it's always better to say something than nothing. Yeah. And I wonder then... I think it's just the initial... It's like, who who starts the conversation sort of thing? My only thing with being quiet and whatnot was like... When we were talking... No, I think in your situation with your brother, like, it's being... So... I think by yeah. saying something, yeah. not necessarily telling them to do something. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, the instance exactly. Of saying something is like yeah. letting them know you're there. Yeah, hundred percent. But you were physically, physically there, there, so you yeah, didn't exactly. have to. Let, so exactly. Yeah, yeah. 
that's it man mm, but, but it was but yeah. yeah like you said man like even by saying something and going back to that one it's just like letting someone know yeah like i am here but yeah. i just it's hard because there's nothing you can say when someone dies or someone finds out news mm. that is yeah. terminal or yeah. someone has like you can't say anything and i think that mm. it's important i in from you know again my personal experience of that and not i didn't deal with all of that that it didn't happen to me directly mm. but it's like you just have to feel the emotion yeah you can't like yeah you can't hide yeah, like from you it you can't it up, like man. one of my mates did that he bottled it up and he didn't um he didn't sort of let it hit him and whatnot his dad died of cystic fibrosis um kind of i don't want to say suddenly he struggled and he withered away and he ended up dying in his sleep and whatnot but my mate he was when i say fine i mean like on the surface he wasn't okay and stuff like that about 14 months later he got admitted to the fucking puzzle factory like he got sent to the the mental asylum sort of thing because it just all hit him at once and he had a massive breakdown he was fine but it's because it, it built it up. It got to the point where he hit breaking point. If he, yeah. I don't think he even cried at the funeral and stuff like that, man. He loved his dad death yeah. and whatnot, but he was just, for whatever reason, man, it wasn't real to him sort of thing and it just hit boiling point and he just sort of cracked. It's fucking crazy how different we all are. Yeah. Like, I'm a fucking cryer, bro. Dude. Like, I'll just be like, like... I cry in movies, man. Yeah. I'll, all the time. I'll pick, I'll pick my dog up from the airport in a couple yeah. of weeks when I get back. I haven't seen him yeah. since I left America. Yeah. I'll bore my fucking eyes out. Yeah. But like, it's funny that that's like my thing. Yeah. And then there's somebody like your friend that just yeah. doesn't cry. Yeah, Even man. through something that's so fucking devastating. Yeah, 100%, man. We are all different, hey? It's fucking crazy, dude. Mm. The missus, um, her grandma died. She was very close to her grandma. Kind of like me as well. Not close to her mum. Her grandma, she died of cancer as well. We were there like holding her hand when she passed and whatnot. And all that sort of stuff happened. But... We show up to jiu-jitsu the next day just like just as like to see everyone and whatnot i think janae bellator fighter friend and teammate of mine i think she was moving away or something like that and whatnot so we wanted to be there yeah janae me and jenny Jenny from the block i'm the reason why she's at featherweight (laughs) we used to just go out in broadie and eat hamburgers and the people would be like when you fucking can't sleep and like but anyway we show up and whatnot and stuff and i like i just get handed my blue belt sort of thing and stuff like that because people could tell the missus had started training we're just in this bad sort of place and whatnot and get handed it man and i fucking broke down over like everything that was going on and the gravity and everyone was there for us and whatnot and like other people and the fucking who were there to roll and stuff were, were like crying I, I didn't even have a gear on my coach was like this is overdue when i got my blue belt in hand how long did it take you to get my blue um six years oh but I got, a, I bought a gi like. So is that because you didn't train in the gi? Never for so did long? the gi, man. Oh, I bought a gi in like 2013 or something like that. I wore yeah, it twice right. in two years. No shit. Yeah, and just layoffs and injuries and stuff like that, man. Yeah. I broke this hand. See that? Yeah, yeah. I broke that. That's actually rotated the um, bone in my hand. Uh, I've rotated yeah. the bone in my hand, so now that one's like piggybacking off the other one. I broke that hand three times. I broke that one twice. I've dislocated my jaw tweak my neck been severely concussed so you get all these things happening like in there as well because you're doing fucking like three or four sports at once and whatnot but 
I'm never going to be the guy to be like, oh, I should have my purple belt or I should do yeah, this. I heard yeah. a promoter doing that and he's like, oh, I do tons of no gay. So, like, if you were to slap a gay on me, I'd probably be like a purple belt. But I'm, I'm a white belt sort of thing. It's like, no, you'd be the same fuckhead you are now. <laughs> yeah. Where is this magical hard work coming from? Like, sort of thing. That's like me sitting here right now. In 10 years, if I didn't have a job, I'd have a black belt and be a world champion and stuff. I'm probably going to be doing the same bullshit I'm doing now, man. Yeah. Just extend that over a fucking longer period of time. So shit like that pisses me off, man. Like, because I'm exactly where I am now because of everything I've done. Yeah. And I'm exactly where I am now detrimentally of where I could have been because of everything I've fucking done. And that's going back to like self-determination and me taking responsibility over all this shit, man. That's fucking... With where it is now as well, I don't really... I don't train or do anything for like dangling the carrot for the belts and stuff like that. I think it's a mm. fantastic system and that you can know like where people are at and stuff like that, but... The missus, she only gets X amount of time to train. So instead of, I pretty much do striking, a bit of no-gi and a bit of wrestling and whatnot, she does all the gi classes. Because mm. I'm like, I want her to belt up. I want her to, to advance and the, go through. Yeah. She's like, I want to do this boxing class and then do one jiu-jitsu and stuff. And I'm like, you're just doing jiu-jitsu. You're going to chuck a gi on. You're going to put all the effort that you have into training. You can do it in this one thing and you're going to get some results out of it. Because again, if she's doing three different sports at one at once sort of thing, she doesn't have the time. This is going to be her sole like form of exercise or whatever. I mean, put it into something and have something to show for it. Mm. So um, it's fucking yeah, turbulent <laughs> to say the least. Hey, yeah, the um, yeah, you 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 just like people are just on their own journey. Yeah, that's it. That's the one thing that I'm like I got I got it. I got in shit. Actually, I got to check. It. Do you have the time on you real quick? I just, I don't want to end or anything. I just need to know where we're at. Quarter to 11. Yeah, okay, cool. We're good. Fuck, my phone is blowing up. I know, dude. That's the thing with the old podcast. Though. Fuck it. How long have we been going for? This has been sick. Going for a bit. Is that two hours? Nah, no, that's what we have left. We've been going for Anyway. Oh, hang my ass is falling asleep yeah we're going we've been going two hours I've actually gotten used to having this mic in my face it's like yeah you just having Cosby's dick in your face (laughs) (laughs) Uncle Bill (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah fuck I just lost track did did you say um, before that you'd Mm. you'd been like admitted into uh, like hospitals and shit with everything they kind of took me in the thing with an anxiety attack is it's just an unwarranted what Let's explain. Yeah, I may I might have hijacked it with my no experience because I yeah 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 because I was that's like the only thing I can Mm -hmm. sort of recall that would be like close and I've I haven't spoken about it to anyone before. Sure, no, I appreciate it. Like to yeah to hear like what is an experience of like having a. That's that cool. Kind of that's that's really cool. Like, like I sort of touched on it before, sort of thing. And like you said, it's one of those things where people use it too much, like I'm anxious and yeah, anxiety I and stuff that like that. Shit, man. I hate actually like people. There should be a different term for it because like you can sort of sit there and go, "Oh, I'm a bit anxious about this job interview or this." No, and that you're stressed. And you're stressed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like it almost is needs it. Yeah, yeah, it should be. It's because it matters to you. Anxiety. That, yeah, I think that there's like a there's people and anxiety mm. is the extreme yes. end of the spectrum that's like okay yeah, this is serious we need to yeah. take care of this uh-huh. and then there's stress which is a fucking massive part of everyday life yeah and then i think people my problem with the term anxiety 
is that people then take this super serious term mm-hmm. that like you get hospitalized for anxiety mm-hmm. that uh, at its most extreme form. Yeah. Like don't take this term mm. and say, and put it onto this just ba- basic stress mm. and then try and make people feel bad for you or treat you yeah. like a petal or a, yeah, a delicate exactly. flower. Exactly. Or you're feeling anxious yeah. anxiety because it's, it's like, literally your sympathetic there is real, system yeah. yeah there is real anxiety and then there's also like oh my god I got a job interview in 25 minutes exactly. I'm fucking freaking out yeah it's you're like, meant to be because it matters because it matters to you like stressed. that's cool yeah, yeah. whereas anxiety and whatnot you can trace it back to your childhood but it's it's completely irrational for most of the time it can be for whatever root reason that you feel this way about this scenario but essentially your adrenaline just dumps it just totally dumps out. And you have that moment where I got over the flight response by smoking weed again. Mm. How weird does that sound? I never smoke weed and stuff like that. And people are going, it's I good for your anxiety. I actually wanted to ask you about, yeah. about that because... Yep. I'm pretty open with it, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty open with it as well. Like, I, I don't think... Mm. I've, I, don't, I wouldn't say I smoke weed for like a medical reason, but I like to I relax almost, I almost with it. Yeah, kind of. I, I, I like relaxing but it, and stuff I if guess I'm really overtrained. An, it could be an anxiety-based thing people because go, I want to relax. People go, oh, you like smoke weed, it'll make you paranoid and stuff like that. No, it'll get that fight-or-flight response happening because your body doesn't know what's going on. It's trying to control and hold on and whatnot. When I mm. smoke, when, when you smoke weed, I do it maybe once a month um, for that reason. It's like hitting a reset button. Yeah. Whereas I built all these towers of good stuff and bad stuff and everything as well but when that the, the bad starts overriding the good and you've got this landscape like a city of buildings where some are good and some are bad this one's this high this one's that high when it, the bad overcomes the good more I'll fucking I'll have a hit of it to feel fucking nothing to just not be anxious for a fucking moment for just one night but what it does it resets all that shit even the good a lot of the time this is where you like I don't abuse it even the good st- stuff that you build up sometimes it's motivation I know Rogan goes on about it and doesn't kill your motivation look at him he's a fucking million yeah and stuff this is me this is my experience yeah, it's with it and whatnot. For yeah 100% yeah. man so if I go too hard on it too often and stuff like I said I do it maybe once a month when everything gets built up reset even the good but sometimes that's good as well, the good stuff. If I'm writing an article or a blog for someone that's like really in-depth sort of thing, I can come back with fresh eyes. A lot of the anxious shit that I'm worried about, it's gone because I just have one moment where I'm not fucking balling my hands up, where I'm not rolling around in bed and stuff like that. And I, I generally have like fucking eight hours of sleep, which is insane for me. But the way that I got over my flight response, smoking weed again, stuff like that, is because I fucking just went at it head on. Yeah. Smoke weed, you get that point where you're like... <sighs> what's happening in my body and stuff like that. You ever gone on a big fuck off wave where you're paddling onto sort of thing or dropped in like a big half pipe on a skateboard? Yeah. What's the worst thing you can do, man, is just not fucking go for it. Just fucking go for it sort of thing. So when that comes up and whatnot, just commit to just being in that moment. Let fucking go. And just whatever's going to happen is going to fucking happen. And that's what ended up happening, man. I have almost not had a single, like out of my control, like issue with anxiety since then apart from fight reflex yeah okay that's fucking crazy you just gotta let the fuck go man like you're trying to control everything you fucking man you get high you get high to that point where you're like oh shit sort of thing fuck you just gotta let go man you're on a ride you're training yourself to let go like even I, i still do it now that kind of thing i don't get anxious to the point where i have an attack i haven't had fucking like a serious one in 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 years but 
you just have to like try and let go, man. Yeah. Because you get these physical cues like where you ball your hands up and your breathing goes. That's your body telling your brain what to do. Yeah. Where your brain needs to tell your body. I've even been doing it on this podcast. I breathe in through my nose for three seconds. I hold it. And I breathe out through my mouth for four. So now my body's telling my brain what to do in a positive light. Mm. I've got photos of... I still do it a lot. My, my graduation photo, the missus is pregnant with me, happiest day of my life. I've got my fucking little hat on and stuff like that. My hands are balled so fucking tight, man, for just the pressure of everyone taking photos of me, me being the first one in the family, going through all this shit and whatnot. But we'll back it up a little bit and just legitimately talk about what it is. It's a fight or flight re- reflex sort of thing. The first time I went to the psychologist, the way they described it to me is that it's this and that and stuff. One of the weirdest things you can do for your body is nothing when you have this big adrenaline dump because it's just a rush. It's like you're just going on a roller coaster or something like that. At least on a roller coaster, you've got these visual cues like stuff's happening, da, da, da. If you sit there doing nothing, having a panic attack, you're just going to panic more. Mm. So th- this guy was like, he was really good. We never got to the root of the problem. This was still one where it's like, these are some things you can do. Um, we were living in Burley at the time and he's like, if you ever feel it, this is years ago, if you ever feel it, and he's like, just get up and do something sort of thing. So I'm sitting there, Mrs. was in bed because she started work at four o'clock or whatever and it might be 10 o'clock at night and I'm like, whoa, like it's coming on, things are balling up and da 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 I put my shoes off and I fucking ran and I just ran and I ran and I ran and I got to the point where I'd been running for a few Ks sort of thing and I was like, stop and it was gone because the adrenaline needs to go somewhere or do something it's constructive sort of thing so even if I ran that was a flight response sort of thing it made me look at it and be like that was pointless sort of thing and I'm like now I have to fucking walk home like I stressed over nothing so that's what's going on with it and that's what's I've been I've had some shocking doctors and stuff like that even one guy was like oh just have a fucking just drink a beer sort of thing and it'll chill you down and I'm like dude I've got fucking anxiety and depression man to this day I don't drink man I haven't drank I have a sip or whatever if it's New Year's or something like that but I have one and I'm like fuck this I've got uncles that are full blown alcoholics and alcoholism in my family I know what it's done for me and it's been total bullshit and stuff yeah, like that. So I'm there, not touching right? that Like stuff. obviously yeah. drinking paint, uh, fucking sleeping pills with... Yeah. Fucking oath, man. Like I was doing all that shit. shit. I'm yeah. like, I don't want to hear that shit, man. So um, most definitely, man. And that's one of the ways that you just got to frame it. Another way is that um, you have to... And I'm not giving anyone advice. And when I say... This you is very, very to, loose. This is, this is I'm 100% talking yeah. to myself. 100% talking to myself. And have, I shouldn't say have, but like what's in your best interest, Jake, is that you frame these feelings, these expectations that I have constantly to reach this bar of approval and whatnot. I have to separate them that these were imposed on me and these aren't something of my own creation. So these perfectionist like things and stuff, you have to reach this level of acceptance that the old boy did and whatnot. Then you can take that and you can name it something. Now I named mine, I don't know if it's health, helpful or not, but I named my feelings and judgments and these introspective things that are just totally negative and cycle around. I gave them my dad's name mm. for obvious reasons. And this is something I worked out with the psychologist. But even if you put it aside and say so this anxiety these feelings these stresses these things that trigger me off if you put them aside as a separate external entity you're left with just you Mm. you're not this one big fucking cocktail of fucked up you can sort of put this stuff to the side and what's left over it's just you as a person which is a really fucking cool way of thinking about it I'm like, cool. Think about it as like this, my anxiety or whatever is like this fucking couch. It's over there. It's not part of me. It's not inside my head. 
It's not something I can touch and feel. Because it's not of your creation. It's not. It's not. It's exactly. Exactly, man. Think of it like you've got a splinter in your brain sort of thing. It's external. It's just something that's in there, but it's not actually part of my DNA. It's not my makeup or whatever. And then you can work on ways of dealing with it. One of the um, ways that my current psychologist, she said to me as well, she goes, what do you do for your son? Like, how do you talk to your son? How do you put him to bed? Because I still have tons of trouble going to sleep, man. Tons of trouble going to sleep. She's like, what do you do with your son? I'm like, oh, I kiss him and I hold him and I smell him. And I'm like, I, I do all this funny stuff. I give him his little bot bot and he starts to drift off. And as he's drifting off, I'll kiss him on the forehead. And I've started, ma- like, I shouldn't say making myself, but I tell him I love him. Um, and I put him down after he's had his bath and he goes to sleep sort of thing. And she's like, why would you only do it for him? Yeah, do it for yourself. Yeah, and I was like, fuck, man. So I tried one time to do a similar thing for myself. I ate. I didn't train because sometimes my adrenaline gets so built up after training I can't sleep. Didn't train this one time. I had him to myself so the missus, missus could go train jujitsu. I... Did all his stuff first. I always do him first. I get him out of the way, get him sorted. He's the priority. I eat. I had a bath, just like I'm a baby. I even put like soapy stuff in there for me and whatnot. It was warm. I didn't turn any of the lights on because we keep the lights down for him. So he's not stimulated and stuff like that. I go and I lay in bed sort of thing. And I put on even like a lullaby sort of tune like you would for a baby. Uh, And I was in bed at seven o'clock. Crazy. But it's like, it goes back to that, like, not even self-love. I think self-love is a bit weird and it sounds like you're having a wank, but self-love is kind of like that infatuation sort of weird thing. Like, it's a bit egotistical, but... But we, it's we're more made to feel, like, guilty for that sort of stuff. Yeah, like, but I, I, I sort of like spinning it as a self-compassion. Yeah. So you're feeling a little bit more Sorry, compassionate dude, about yourself. I've no, got, you're right. I've got to get. I've just got someone coming eleven thirty, and I haven't sent him the address. Man, I can't believe how fast this has gone. But can you continue with that fucking thought, man? It's just self-compassion. It's just taking those thoughts, those brutal thoughts that you have to yourself and whatnot, and just sort of treating yourself like a baby. Yeah, I'm. Um, I fucking hate to do that. That's the worst. But I didn't. I forgot to send my address. Everyone knows my old address. Yeah. And now that I've moved, and I've got people like. Yeah. And you did a pretty considerable different move. What? Yeah, it's we're not yeah. in the same place now. Yeah. But I think that um, this is... I, dude, I'm so about the whole idea of like you have to take you time. Mm. Because... And I've used it on here before and I love the analogy. It's like a like a champagne, sh- uh, champagne chandelier type deal. Yeah. You've got the cup at the top and then you've got three and then you've got five and you go down and you can fill up all of these glasses of champagne by pouring into the one at the top Mm. and in your little echo chamber of existence Mm -hmm. if you want to because we all have this want or Mm. we all should have a want I think to give to the people around us we should want to give ourselves we want to fill up the cups of the people around us 100% and I think that if you don't feel like that then maybe that's something you should look at definitely Um, but if you do feel like that and you hit these walls and you get frustrated with it because you you don't seem to be able to get you're like trying to give and it's just you're making things worse or you're not being the person you want to be you know you're not giving in the way you could then I think a lot of times that stems to not feel like not treating yourself as the top cup. 
Mm. And you pour into that. You man. pour into that top cup first. They actually say first. that to mums. They say it to mums as well. It's I, like, how I can you look after Bub with an empty cup? Yeah. Dude, I think about that with my mum. My yeah. mum is so giving all the time, like yeah. giving to a fault. Yeah. And not to, I don't want to talk too much about her, obviously, yeah, but it's right. like, I often think, I'm like, I fucking love what you're doing for us and I know what why yeah. you're doing it and I know, but you're neglecting yourself yeah. now. Yeah. And it's like, I want to, I will take the hit mm. of you reminding me about my car, Rego. Yeah. To go and do something for yourself. Yeah. Like, I know that you want to mm. give, but it's like it falls on deaf ears sometimes if you're not, yeah. you know what I mean? If your own cup's not full and yeah. it makes it hard to give. And I think it does, that, man. like I take, I take the time and like I'm thankful I'm very thankful like I know there's guys out there that like oh you're gonna just gonna go to the gym again oh you're gonna go have a beer with your mates oh you're gonna go fucking surfing oh you're gonna go riding I know friends I have good friends trapped in those fucking cycles yep of like they are not allowed out of the house everything they do every fucking beer they want to get every guy they want to hang out with yep and then that's and that leads into more of this like I want to let's talk about expectations on men I want to mm. fucking go off a bit on that too mm-hmm. but but like I have this these friends and I look at their life and they're just fucking trapped like yeah. in this cycle of guilt mm. for wanting to go to the track mm. for wanting to go for a ride with their mates because that's not time with their partner that's not time with their kids or whatever but what yeah. I think about it is that people have it twisted mm. to where they think like say a girlfriend boyfriend the girl thinks that he doesn't want to hang out with me they mm. make it about themselves right and it's like they take him wanting to go to the track mm. over going to fucking yeah. brunch with yeah. her and her friends as like he's making a choice between him and her and this is what he would prefer to do it's like let's fuck off this prefer thing yeah there's no prefer in this yeah sure this, this has to happen yeah i've been guilty of that you in know, some degree yeah you have to do you have to go to jiu-jitsu you have to ride with your friends yeah that that's a prerequisite for a good life fill the cup back and up. that's again it's that filling that cup and then it's like i know that when i take time for myself i want to give i feel able mm. to give more yeah i'm like i've, che- I've checked that box and I'm full and it's like now I've got shit to give to somebody mm. and I just think that I think that there's like a certain ego thing and I mean I know fucking dudes that don't want to let their chicks do shit yeah it's, uh, it, it goes comes, both ways like it comes down saying, to trust it's like trust and insecurity I and think then, insecurity is a and big like one. this thing I, I really think it is people thinking that he just doesn't want to hang out with me or she yeah. doesn't want to be around That's ins- me. Exactly, back to insecurity. It's, it's an insecurity and like a, a want for like that. acceptance. You project yeah. that onto someone else. Yeah, and, and then like, but people can like see through that shit and it, yeah, that's an true. unattractive quality too. Oh, definitely. And then it builds resentment. Yep. So like I'm fucking lucky that I'm in a relationship mm-hmm. where I get to do what, like the things that fill my cup. Sure. But I don't want, I, I, you, you can abuse that. Oh, just yeah, like man. anything. Oh, absolutely, dude. Like any, yeah. You know, so there's there's just times like... But not every fucking guy does. No. Nah. It seems like you've got to kind of be one or the other. Yeah. You're either the fucking... The model husband 
or you're the guy that abuses it. Yeah. Pisshead who's constantly out and never sees his kids. There's not a lot of middle ground, hey? No, but that middle ground's what you need to chase. Yeah. Like, massively. Totally, man. And it's like... And I think, too, that there's, like, an expectation. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a weird expectation of men. Like, we, we live in a society where women are often portrayed as the victims, mm-hmm. which is for good reason. There's... A, yeah you know there's definitely like violence and it's it's always ugly when you hear about a rape sure. or you hear about a woman getting beaten because you just know that they can't defend themselves and, yeah but then when it comes to like men getting jobs and it's very it's a very jordan peterson-esque way it's of so wishy-washy too but i i feel i feel sorry for men a lot of times because the issues just don't get the coverage and mm. I think that's why you see like the male suicide rate so much higher. Mm. Like men are more likely to be a victim of a violent attack than women. Mm. So it's like, I think that there's this silent plight that goes on with men in a I way that men, like you're not allowed to yeah. talk about it because then it does become like toxic masculinity or it's like, oh, look how easy you guys got it. And you still want to make, you still want to complain or whatever. But it's mm. like... It's like, fuck, man. Like, I think we go through a lot more than what people would like to give credit to. And I don't like, I don't think we like to even talk about how much we go through. I definitely agree. And my thoughts sort of in 2019, the way all this shit keeps flaring up. And I don't know, I could be totally wrong. This is just my personal experience. I think men as a group get the hate and get the flack and stuff, but get celebrated individually. Whereas women get celebrated as we're strong mums and we're this and that and whatnot, but then individually is where they cop the flack. So, uh, yeah, explain that. Does that make sense? Like men, a little bit more. Men, we get we get caught caught with all the the rapist and the bullshit and the this and that and da 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 as a group. Whereas individually, we get pretty good lives and whatnot, man. Like, well, I, I don't feel attacked as Jake by a lot of this stuff yeah, because I'm but not you get guilty as a man. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like, like if there's fucking, there's men are rapists and they do this and all the men have got all the good jobs and all this and stuff. As a man, I feel like that, that, that's a critique on all men. But as a person, I'm like, I don't feel guilty of any of that shit because I don't do it. Mrs. has a fantastic job. She's well looked after. I make sure she does her jujitsu and that's time with the friends and stuff. Whereas I think where some issues come is that women are celebrated as a group as a group he's a fantastic he's a powerful mums and you're this and that and this is just my observation and whatnot but i find that a lot of them even in the media and stuff are as tacked as fucking people Mm. which is kind of like i don't know how it came about and i don't know if i'm right i might be totally wrong man like the um almost like salem back to salem days like the women are the the witches maybe kind of man kind of man but i'm not a woman i don't know i don't fucking know man do you know what i mean but i think some of the stuff that women cop is like them as a group like let's keep them happy and da 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 and the reason why you get people blowing up it's like normally when people blow up um about and issues and whatnot as a woman and whatnot it's the individual and then she gets attacked Mm. So it's this weird sort of back and forth, which is just like the nature of men and women, men from Mars, women from Venus sort of thing. That's the thing that like, I believe that is true. Like we're so yep. different. We've got different biological um, drives. We've got, be, yeah. meant to be different, man. Yeah. Yin and yang. But the, and, but the problem is now that like everyone's just trying to like bridge the gap and like yep. make it equal. And I'm like, it's not going to be equal. Fuck man. You don't want to be like me. <laughs> You don't want none of this shit. But, but like, it's yeah. not supposed to be like... Yeah, exactly. And I want... Like, 
the thing with like the the masculinity thing and all that like mm-hmm. i know for a fact that mm-hmm. ricky will go like oh i love this and i love that and they're like mm-hmm. manly qualities mm-hmm. right she's not she can't control that biologically mm-hmm. and that's the thing like people like to go like oh no that's society telling her that she likes this and she it's like society doesn't control your genitals mm. society isn't getting fucking bitches moist yeah right. society's not getting your dick hard yeah like your dick's getting hard for what it's getting hard for mm-hmm. and society has if that's a gain to somebody or yep. if that's that that's a tool that yeah. can be used sure and exploited and then then it can when it becomes a cultural norm right then it becomes a problem that society's had right you, i see what you mean me? yeah yeah, yeah I do. so it's like i think that we're so like we're trying to over fucking edu- be be over educated and mm-hmm. over philosophical and over um over accepting over engineering trying to be i shouldn't say over accepting i think the problem with being over yeah over engineering these issues and whatnot that, and the problem with being over progressive is that you you can't really do this shit in one facebook post in one month in one year you can't do it in one generation yeah so i get that a lot of this stuff is like oh, pushing totally like it's progression now and whatnot it's like progression we want this done yesterday and whatnot but you got to sort of weigh up even civil rights for and i'm not comparing any group to another but just using that as an example even civil rights for black people and whatnot it took centuries yeah it literally did take centuries and i hope it doesn't sort of thing that was a massive 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 issue that affected millions of people and whatnot and it took that long obviously we'd be able to do it as a conscious planet with enough of us in the internet connecting us whatnot but the more you try to convince the generation of old that are all the politicians they got all the money and all the bullshit and i'm not going to go fucking illuminati and whatnot yeah, they're the yeah. people that, that dictate everything that you're trying to convince with, with all your facebook bullshit and blowing up and whatnot and you always catch more bees with honey than you do anything else yeah. if i'm on facebook and i see someone ranting about this and ranting about that man i'm like anyone else you just shut off you just shut off you're being fucking confrontational there's no middle I, ground there i don't think that like i think that whole like facebook rant facebook yep. this it's so disingenuous because yeah there's really like you are doing this for attention yeah you're doing this for like fucking virtue signaling like totally. that's a popular term now yeah. like that's a thing is like you want to people just want to attach themselves with this like um virtuous yeah 100%, light. 100% and it's like and then and then that gets these whole groups together <laughs> but I just think like the because the, the knock on thinking like oh it's just biology mm. is then that means that men like a me as a man saying look it's fucking biology mm-hmm. because then people come back and they're like well you've got like the good end of the deal mm. you're the man so mm. it's easy for you and that's the same with the the redefinition of racism right is that you're white so of course you're gonna say this and then it puts people in a situation where they actually can't win mm. under this new rule set I got that's ya. been created I got ya and it's like I just wish that we could objectively go like no my chick fucking likes when I have good looking muscles and sure. it's like it's not society yeah like it, it's this chicken versus the egg thing yeah but it's like so society is sort of bringing this up on you again like sort of as a man like, yeah. like you as a man and you're saying me as an individual I'm not, maybe I don't fit that and that's mm. sort of where I'm at with it and whatnot especially being a dad like I take Oscar heaps and I do 
what some fuckheads might consider like feminine sort of shit with him. Like I take him around and put him on a little thing and stuff like that and whatnot. That's me as an individual. Yeah, Whereas these fuck. man expectations, I'm like, I don't fit into any of that shit. I'm not yeah. going to let that attack me as a man, as, a, as a, the man that is Jake. Mm. So I fucking, I think that's very interesting, man. Well, the thing too, I think that one of the things I think like the problems in my, like straight up, the problems in my life mm. that have come with women have been through with sex. Okay. In terms of, um, like, the, as in, well, like the ten male female sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like, like the, you can't get it up. No, 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 no. I mean, as in sex, as in like yeah. what it is. Like right. the sub, like yeah. the issues that I've had in relationships has mm-hmm. come with, uh, sure, external factors of like, and I think that that fits into like what men mm-hmm. are. Uh, people take advantage of the biology. Yeah. I think. So we live in a world where every fucking chick on Instagram is posting in these bikini pics and mm. fucking there's underboob, mm. Budweiser's using fucking Who's the consumer? titty girls, the it's monster got, energy yeah. chicks have got their tits out. Totally. So it's like every billboard, every actress, every fucking thing. Because like, do you want to tell me that that's society mm. that's told me to do that? Mm. Or is that society figuring out that sex sells that's marketing that's what i mean it's like it's called like cause and effect like 100 that these these hot fucking chicks will get dudes attention yeah so i like our age we grew up in this super fucking sexualized world man totally and like their access to fucking porn you've got every mm. chick that is on television is a fucking smoke show mm. it's so saturated unrealistic it's fucking thick yeah comes on it's so thick Mm. and no one is like and i i fucking admit that uh, there shouldn't be like no more monster girls no more form like i don't like that i i think that if there's a fucking beautiful woman and she wants to get paid to do that yeah that's not the issue yeah exactly that's not the issue my issue is not with that yeah but what my issue is with is that there's no acknowledgement Mm -hmm. from people Mm -hmm. there's no acknowledgement that like we're taking it advantage of this mm-hmm. and then we're going totally look but don't touch you can't even look at that billboard don't even yeah. like a victoria's secret commercial comes yeah. on don't even fucking don't you dare look at it you piece of shit yeah you fucking chauvinistic pig. yeah you know they were gonna deli- they were gonna um you know what i mean they were gonna ban sunglasses on the beach on the gold coast because you can't tell if guys are checking out chicks who are mm. a fucking g-banger but halfway like, up there. exactly that's what i'm saying so it's yeah. like that we live in and that's not me blaming them that's what i mean i'm fucking pumped that they wear it and i'm glad that i can get to look at it but at the same time like don't then fucking hang me immediately like if you dangle that fruit the immediate thing exactly yeah and so i think that man i really think and i know i've got a lot of fucking friends Mm -hmm. that are married and they've got kids and Mm -hmm. they there is just a fucking thing that we are wired to do. Men are wired to do a different thing. And yep. like, you can try and beta male the fuck out of us. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe that's the answer. Maybe yep. just turn every fucking dude mm-hmm. into this beta male that like doesn't want to look at that, doesn't want to objectify women, sure. doesn't want to. But then on the flip side of that, what's that going to do to procreation? Yeah. How many, like, dude, I, I've, when I was in um, like New York, mm you'd hear the girls would say like you cannot find a fucking good dude Mm. like you just want that manly kind of guy you want 
they're, they're like they're, they just don't yeah, exist right. here. they don't exist yeah, and then right. you see like there's there's towns where you get like this uh two to one three to one ratios of like men and women and then like yeah. there's like this fucking starving drought yeah. of these women that want to yeah. like crave this certain type of man and they don't exist yeah 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 it's and it's like so we're gonna point. so we're, it's like it's this fucking swaying thing because people are yeah. not accepting yeah that and, and like as a man you just sit there and you're just like look i just want you to know what you guys are fucking doing here yeah and then you're then projecting this I get expectation you, man. I think, on I think us men, i think men i don't know where it comes from maybe because we're seen to like hold the power and the inequality sort of of gender and whatnot beam but going back to your point even in marketing and things like that man if we are the market share they are definitively using marketing as a sense of manipulation of us yeah it's control yeah totally and I think that, like, I mean, I've straight up got into the situation where I've been in relationships and made feel so guilty mm-hmm. for the chicks that I was around with work. Like, I'd film every fucking Monster Energy Supercross, mm. which means I was around 40 fucking dolled up women, yeah. dolled up, fake tits, Dying the whole pieces. fucking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, we're, we're there and, like... I'd go away. I'd leave my girlfriend mm. at the time to go away to these events. And it's mm. instant guilty by association. Mm. Instantly. I found myself hooking up with um, with chicks with the big fake fucking chesticles and stuff like that. Not even for me. For the way that I'm perceived Dude, to be a I'm certain saying. way. And I can't stand this chick, man. I go to her house. She's sitting on my lap with her mum next to me. The mum's got big fake boobs. They've got poodles and stuff. And she's hand feeding me ice cream. And I'm like, I would rather die than be here. But as but, soon as I step out, I go to a fight show and people see me with this chick. This is years ago, man. And I'm doing it I've for the expectation. There, for the expectation. Yes. And people would be like, ooh. Dude, I've... I've fucking been there yeah. and like i know so okay, yeah. many dudes that do and so it's like i'm not saying like poor me fucking pity party man no like, me neither and i don't like, think any of us have said that at any point man it's just the way that it's being perceived and the way that we sort of get put out there as being x amount of thing even though the reality is drawn back yeah. of what we actually are is very very skewed i walk into a strip club probably it helps at my age and whatnot i walk into a strip club and i see everyone getting exploited I see women getting exploited for their men bodies. Exploited. I see men emptying their fucking wallets, man. I see men emptying their fucking wallets. They've probably got families and fucking shit like that, man. I'm just at a point where it's like, like you're saying, like you're saying, I don't see just strippers getting exploited. I see fucking people getting exploited, man. And mm. it's just a fucked up environment, man. Use that as a metaphor. Yeah. A strip club. Yeah. And it's like, dude, that's the same as I go to clubs now. And it's, it's like, say what you want, but it's, I, I got I fucking ate edibles once after a fight and I, I call I, them the, it's kind of fucked up but this is the, this is the only way I describe it so, like edibles are like cerebral palsy like simulator like <laughs> dude, dude you feel powerless yeah it's fucking like it zaps you of like your motor functions and yeah horrible well with this kidney I like them <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> to each their own yeah 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 for those, probably for those reasons though. sure yeah, yeah yeah but like what you said before was like the losing control thing I think it's very important mm-hmm to submit yourself to something completely Just let go yeah yeah and i think that um whenever you do like mushrooms or edibles and mm. things like that where it's like it's so out of mm. your control 
that you really need to learn to let go and be yeah. at peace with yourself, like mm. whatever happens, you know? Yeah, that's I mean? exactly right, man. You sort of just got to embrace the moment and take it in with you. Like Sometimes it's the best way to be. No, fucking do you, man. Um, just, yeah, all good. Um, We're busy beavers, man. Like I said, I had to smash that article out this week. We've got a photo shoot for author that's going on. And I was like, can I sneak a podcast in? I swear I'll be there. Yeah. Tomorrow I've got to meet with Cam from Eternal MMA. And I've got a show coming up where I'm doing commentary for that again. That's so. fucking sick. Dude. Yeah. All podcast shit. I can put all this stuff on a fucking podcast, man. Yeah. No, I'm fucking... I, I can't wait to get your own. I'm going to help you wherever, you, wherever I can. That's but awesome. What I was saying was... Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So we went to... Went to this fight. I've got my kidney issues. So, like, I just can't drink. Like, I just don't... I can't... I Dude, me and Crawley sat in here the other night, drank a bottle of wine, but woke up feeling like a bag of dicks. Right. So, good. like... I know that sounds fucked, but, no, like, good. Right. I, I, I honestly fucking hate my mates drinking, man. I don't know why. It's probably my experiences and stuff. I, I, I like drinking, and I'll, yeah. I love to go and get... If you have can control drink, it, yeah, it's in moderation but and it's stuff a, like that. But it's a random thing, yeah, you sure. know, and I like it so to be it should that. Be, man. It should be, a, it should be a, a present to yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, so I'm with, I'm with the guys that were sending it, and I was like, I just... I wanted to be in the. I wanted to be around. I wanted to be with these guys, but they were in the club, and it was that vibe. And I was like, I wanted to stay. I mm. didn't really want to be there, mm. not on some kind of level. I just think there's nothing worse than people being on a level and you're not even close, dude. So I, I was know, like, man. I was like, dude, I'm gonna fucking have one of these edibles. So I had this, I had this edible, oh, and I'm at Sin City. Mistakes were made. Fuck, mistakes were made, bro. Um, so I'm sitting at Sin City, and it's like fucking three o'clock in the morning, and like I don't think that eating a fucking edible and going to a club could mm. be a poorer decision yeah. like I, don't, I actually don't think there's a worse mm. combination yeah but you know what it was fucking interesting and i just sat there and like i just stared out into the landscape mm. and i felt like i was in the fucking african savannah <laughs> like, you know what it was like toto's africa starts playing dude, it was like <laughs> you're just staring dude yeah. it was like um you know that scene in mean girls which one? You tell me you've seen Mean Girls a hundred times like me. Yeah, I got a missus. I've seen right. it. So you know when they're in the cafeteria, yeah, and then they all turn into like yeah, the animals or like yeah, oh, maybe yeah, it's the yeah, wall or yeah. something. Yeah, but that's literally what it is, and yeah. it's like you can't tell me that this exact thing wasn't happening a mm. hundred thousand years ago. Yeah, a campfire, some fucking hundred percent, man. Like yeah. it's still the same. It's a rhythm. It's a beat. It's basic. It There's no room for talking. It's just it it's just like physical expression almost. Mm -hmm. No one's having conversations. No. Like what's really going on at a nightclub? Yeah. Like it's this insanely loud music. It's got a rhythm. There's some a pulse. Sucking and fucking. Yes. <laughs> Big time. Some sniffing. Some, some sucking. Yeah. Some fucking. Some but there's like fucks, yeah. there's like this pulse and the whole room is on this same pulse yeah and, and that's like it's i was a shared I was, experience yeah i was fucked up and i'm just yeah. seeing this pulse of this room yeah. and it was so crazy because it was like the girls were doing the thing the guys were doing it and it's like this primal fucking thing mm. and it's like the the cream rises to the top yeah 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 the hottest fucking people are with the hottest people mm -hmm. the people that are the fucking weird like everyone it just it was like this rhythm yep just melted everyone together well yeah. you know when like you put like real small marbles mm -hmm. big marbles or whatever into a jar and you shake it up they all yeah, rise okay. to like the smallest ones at the yep, bottom yep, yep. it's like that's fucking physics mm -hmm. that's not society mm -hmm. that's physics yeah I think you, it's like, you can't, I see what you're saying it's kind of metaphorically like a, a rule of nature I think so dude yep. and I think that 
the the problem is now is like for whatever reason we're just stuck in this phase Mm -hmm. where we think that everything is society's fault Mm -hmm. but there was no society before humanity no humanity is what out of humanity came society we fell into roles and things like that and where we for the right reasons because there was we need it like I need you to do this as as a unit it's like we need this from you we need that from you and whatnot and as we as we evolved and whatnot the the roles all verified and whatnot I read this thing that was like I, I still get performance anxiety if I'm doing commentary or whatnot where it just makes me sort of like I need to be on point I need to do this and that and like who am I to be doing a blog I think you said something about you like what why should I be doing a podcast who am I to do a podcast I read this thing where there legitimately was a role in society where around the campfire there was someone's job to entertain anyone mm. and everyone if it was the kids if it was everyone if they were telling a story if they were doing this and that and I'm like why the fuck can't I be that guy yeah. by these things that I'm doing I'm writing this cool shit I'm doing if it's social media stuff that I'm helping for people if I'm doing commentary if I'm doing fucking anything on the side like even if it's just me and the missus and my kid and stuff like that well, like why can't I be that guy as well mm. so it's fucking interesting that you say that man and I definitely think the cream rises to the top and there's a place and a reason for everything even like anthropologically you fast forward that in the future going back to what we said before we've almost become civilized too fast that's what i think so and you yeah. look at the things like jujitsu it's like i get to be a fucking animal yeah you look at things like dancing and music again and it's drinking. That, yeah you can't help I get that to be whole a fucking, room pulses i get together. to be a fucking animal we're at a point now where we're all in little cubicles and things like that that are driving us insane our beds and our fucking our, our chairs and our shoes and whatnot are breaking our bodies yeah and we're having to pay physios and pts and things like that to go back to being normal to being a fucking animal yeah which is super weird man we're filling these cookie cutter things one of my favorite bands parkway drive I've got a song called sleepwalker about how everyone's just a fucking zombie it's just a nine to five and there's a there's a line in the song which is super fucking brutal and it goes you're all just bodies in the teeth of the combine like a combine harvester we're all just people just getting eaten alive by the way that we're progressing as a civilization way too fast yeah way too fast our lifestyles are fucking killing us man we eat ourselves to death literally that's literally a thing you look at like the top 10 like um lifestyle diseases the fact that we have to say that something is a lifestyle disease find that's a little a find a little yeah. third world kid that's starving to death and be like oh I got diabetes and they're cutting my foot off because I'm eating myself to death not existent what was that a kid thing what the fuck but what do you mean I think that comes back to what we're talking about is like mm. there has to be these problems to solve sure and like that kid in Dude, Ethiopia no, nothing, nothing against physiotherapists and PTs no 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 for yeah. sure but like that kid in Ethiopia mm. Like the problems that that little fucker has to solve totally is different. don't die yeah. by six fight and flight, like you that survival yep. and yep. and man I've been all over the fucking world mm-hmm. and I've been to some super poor places yeah. and crazy fucking happy people with nothing yeah it's so common to see like I'm going to Vietnam tomorrow mm-hmm. and we my coach is over there yeah what's that my coach is over oh, there now sick. yeah I've never been but um. We the war's were, over. Yeah, <laughs> Thank God. I've been actually been texting everyone. Got now. I'm off to Nam tomorrow. <laughs> just like, just oh, in we, the bush. Yeah, off to yeah. Nam. But um, but yeah, it's funny that um, like my dad, he hasn't traveled that much. Like right. my dad's like as sort of the quintessential basic Aussie bloke. Oh, dude, that you could ever meet. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Same, it's yeah. a similar story, you know. Mm. And he never traveled he never did anything and now nowadays he's like got this travel thing going he's mm. been to a bunch of different countries and mm. um 
and like I expected him to go to Vietnam and not really like it and he'd mm. come back and just be like the fucking kids man like every day every town we went to we'd go to a, like a shop and we'd buy all these toys and then we'd just like go on the street and just fucking give these kids all these soccer Whoa, balls how and good's shit that? and they're just amping on a soccer ball yeah and it's like but you come here and you could give a kid you've got to mm. tell a kid that he's his three hours of fortnights up mm. or you lock him out of his iPad with an app and then they, the shit hits the fucking to. bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I but, think that goes back to, I think that's a great point going back to your podcast with, um, um, is it, it's Adam Greentree, hey? Yeah, yeah, Going yeah. back to that one about how it's just like you haven't had water in so long and you're just that first little sip of water, man. That, that ball or something like that might be so just not prestigious but it might be so uh, precious precious so precious to him they're just like oh my god yeah this 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 beautiful thing and it's almost like and what people have said to me as well i've only ever been in new zealand and i knocked the missus up over there so i learned my lesson um travel and broadening the mind and whatnot is really a change as a person because you are for whatever minimal period of time providing a lesser extent the u.s and western places and whatnot you're the minority for a bit Mm you get to feel like what it's like to be a little bit insignificant in the grand scheme of things in a place where you don't fit in. So you get a bit of perspective from that. And that's something that I'm really, really chomping at the bit to, to do more travel. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I've said it before on here as well, is that perspective. I think that the, the curse of humanity mm. is that you're born with your own perspective Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. And I think that you are so, so, so right that, that travel mm. gives you a window of mm. perspective that you didn't have. You yeah, get sure. to gain perspective. Sure. Anytime in life that you can do something to gain perspective, to, mm. to get a different look at something, mm. uh, that is so precious because the yeah. curse of humanity mm-hmm. is that one perspective. And you can get mm. locked in and I think that's where introspection comes in. Sure, Introspection is, I think, your mind's ability to... Uh, shift its perspective Mm -hmm. and I think the more introspective you can get the more that you're able to then shift your your perspective Mm -hmm. and then I think that you take that further like anytime you're going out of your comfort zone yeah in a fucking big way yeah like a big way like Alaska was a time for me where I was like really out of my comfort zone Mm -hmm. like I grew up in Cairns yeah I didn't see snow till I was Mm mid-20s and then by 28 or 29 or whatever I was at the time, I get flown to Alaska, mm-hmm. camp in an RV for a week. I fucked so up. So cold, man. Dude, it was like negative 36 degrees or something like that. Like it was retarded. We're in the, I was technically in the North Pole. Yeah. And we're in an RV and uh, my buddy Anthony, shout out, he, we, we just, I don't know whether we fucked up, someone fucked up our gas running out the first day. Oh. So we had no heating oh. for the entire week. In Alaska. So you were that little kid in Vietnam. You were trying not to die. Bro. But like, I don't know. Like, it wasn't that bad because yeah, yeah, there, yeah, there was yeah, other yeah. options of other trailers, but all the but trailers still, were full. It's funny and though, like how quickly, like, if something like that falls apart or your Wi-Fi drops out and whatnot, we get this panic. We're like, oh my God. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like, yeah, we didn't panic. We just were like, fuck, yeah, yeah, now, yeah, we're sure. gonna, now we're going to sure. layer up. My commentary on the situation sort of thing is like, when I hear things like that and whatnot, or even if my phone like is dead, and stuff like that, these sort of luxuries that we get. I'm not saying heat in yeah, the yeah, yeah. a luxury. Yeah, no, no, yeah. Um, sort of thing that's like where we've come to and whatnot. And having a kid like like it was sort of a slap in the face like that for me. I'm like, oh, I've got to do dad shit. Sort yeah. of thing. Like 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 expectations that I put on myself. I'm like, I need to learn how to tie knots. I'm like I need to get a rope and be like sort of be like, young fella, you tied that on the car all right, and I can do a knot and mm. stuff like that. Because I'm like, fuck man, I, Dude, re- I rely lost, on so shit, much. Yeah. I rely on so much shit, man. 
if I want to take him fishing, man, I'm probably going to get on YouTube and learn how to tie mm. a fucking hook on. Yeah, see, that's where I'm very, very, very grateful. Like, that was one thing, dude. My dad mm-hmm. was like a fucking action man. Yeah, like, right. Like, I've done everything when it comes to that sort of stuff. Yeah. And, dude, I'll fucking say to you, mm. it's worth learning to pass on to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. Son, like, you know? I, like, like because for whatever reason, I don't know if it's, like, just instinctual or whatnot, just some of this stuff that pops up. And yeah, I'm like, that's cool to I'm know. like, I want him to know this stuff man like yeah. I don't want him just be able to navigate screens dude I fucking like I still look up to my dad so much for those mm. that shit yep. I can make a fire from scratch yeah. I can catch kill cook I can do everything yeah, out there's something like, to we, it man because we'd go out and going back to being back. an animal yeah. almost yeah. man like it's, we're fucking real we're real we're real things we're not bodies in the teeth of the combine dude yeah no that's a fucking amazing lyric well hey it's 11.30 we're gonna wrap this up I fucking Fuck enjoyed yeah, this dude. first one with you and you're a fucking amazing dude thanks and man I've enjoyed every minute it's of this chat it's been a pleasure chat. man it's been a pleasure find me on fucking Author Supply yes. Co fucking around with all their media and shit um, hit me up on Eternal MMA watch the fucking live stream if you want you'll hear my sultry sexy voices half naked men bash each other um, and whatnot. yeah look, look to get a fucking podcast off the yeah ground. yeah I'll give you a hand with whatever you need but and, and I want you to be a hand I want I'll give you whatever you need mate. I'll give you whatever <laughs> <laughs> we've already choked each other under the table <laughs> we've, we've, we've yeah exactly we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're yeah. close it's um, a formality but yeah I will yeah whatever All you right. want I'll help you out and I'd like you to come back on again at some point cheers brother awesome bro